BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. On Hollis Avenue, the dark. When I seen a man chilling with his dog in the park, I approached him very slowly with my heart full of fear. Looked at his dog, oh my God, a ill reindeer. But then I was yelling, go the man had a beard and a bag full of pretty 12 o'clock at night. So I turned my head a second and the man was gone. But he must have dropped his wallet back dead on the lawn. I picked the wallet up and then I took a pause. Took out the lights and then the cold said Santa Claus. A million dollars in the cold, hundreds of G's. Enough to buy a phone, magic car with ease. But I Christmas time in Holland, Queens. Mama cooking chicken and collard greens. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. Seasons, greetings, and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Three Man Weave. Three Man Weave is brought to you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And use your heads. You still got a little bit of time. We're T minus no, 10 no, days. No, as no, 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 no. I told you to change that last week, Wednesday, when you were talking to me and Andrew. I, I'll ask Ray the same question I asked Andrew. That didn't. He, he thinks that's a clock ticking. Ray, did that sound like a clock ticking? That sound effect he was trying to make there? Hey, it's the holiday season. I'll, I'll let you have it. But it's not a clock. It rhymes with it. But I'll let you make it. It has something to do with rhyming with a clock. <laughs> a sock? You, no. you know, uh, controversial or, you know, to popular belief, there is somewhat of a format on these shows, and you <laughs> melon farmers are ruining said format. Can I just get this out the way, and then we can get to the debauchery? I, oh, wow. You. I mean, you the one out here making fake clock noises, huh? but okay, hey, keep cooking. All you're, I was trying to you're do You're talking, is let really, know. really, you're talking about format, really. Really? Oh. Really? 
Really? Really? Really? Really? Really? Really? Really? Really infinity! All I was trying to do is let the people know that they know what time it is and Christmas is upon us, but you do still have time to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. Again, if you love the content we provide day in and day out here at the chair shot, the best way to make sure we keep providing that content is by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and picking up an official chair shot t-shirt. It is Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. It's Christmas time in wherever you are okay if it ain't hollis it's still christmas you got your money your wallets your pocketbooks your cads however you pay for shit nowadays you got them out your pocket because that's what we do this time of year so you might as well show some love and spread some of that love to your favorite website for news reviews opinion and analysis with attitude by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot please and thank you thank you and please as I was trying to say before, I was so rudely interrupted by my cohorts. No, I'm not giving them top billing. Fuck them both. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. And as always, I'm joined by the Commissioner PC Tunney. And my brother, put your hands together for Mr. Ray Cash. Well, no you know, that probably doesn't sound good. That probably don't sound good on air either. But hey, what's up, everybody? Try it again. Try it again for our special guest, Chris. Let's see what happens there. Okay, fair enough. See, Ray, you're you're old hat now. You're old news now. No more applause. He's no a more red, he's old... a, This is the three man weave. He's one of the three. If you don't get applause, and I why does I don't it doesn't <sighs> just stop talking, please. I'll be honest with you. Introduce I, the I, guest, bro. I'll be I'll be honest I'm with you. I'm trying, no, but y'all keep saying All right. things. Okay, fine, fine, fine. No, just fine, fine. Fine. This is me being mad at you. Good. I'm excited. I'm excited for our guest. Keep it between you. As and am I, and I'm trying to get to the Mellow Farmer. God damn. Anywho, this is the show known as the Three Man Weave. However, we're running the Four Corners offense today. From, from, from Outsider's Edge. Put your hands together. And one of the best Twitter followers you'll find. So you need to go holler at him as well. But put your hands together for the one. The only Mr. Carl Irvin Magic Johnson. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Uh, I don't even know what I have walked into. I, I, I'm, I'm scared, not going to lie. A little nervous. It's never good when us three are put together. And I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Mr. Platt, Mr. Tony, and myself. It is uh, yeah. It's quite the debauchery. Yeah, there's a lot more sound effects. A lot more sound effects. That I'm accustomed to. I kind of like it, though. It's uh. Oh no, I'm not. You know, I'm not that. I'm not that prepared. We yeah. got turned to bitch on and we just go. <laughs> no. Tony got a soundboard and shit. Oh, I like dude. it. I got I like a whole it. bunch of new ones for you guys from Greg. <laughs> Let's go. I fucking hate that one. Let's go. <laughs> All right. I like. I'm glad that I know that. Don't cheer that kind of shit yeah. anymore. <laughs> So, gentlemen, we got a lot going on this week. I beg your pardon. I'm saying, go ahead. This, this, this your show. Come on, we we see you the time. Please. What the fuck? I mean, yeah, everybody just all we just all talking and, and saying things, and all of a sudden we're just gonna get silent and not say all right, motherfucker. Anywho, there's a lot to talk about. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, everybody. Seasons greetings, all that good stuff. We got it out of the way, but there's a lot to talk about this week. We're going to start the show off with, frankly, quite possibly, might have been. 
the NFL game of the year as Ray's Baltimore Ravens went up against my Cleveland Browns and frankly they tore the house down six stars in the Tokyo Dome 18 stars in the Tokyo Dome I think unfortunately my team got the short end of the stick but it was a great game nonetheless before we get to that though you, before we get to that mm-hmm. we got to go around the horn it is Christmas time Platt you got some sick new shoes Ray showed us a pair before I got a little something I want to add to that and then we'll properly jump into NFL week 14 I know you guys are super excited Baltimore Cleveland possibly game of the year in the NFL but let, let's you you like to get in the Christmas spirit right Chris why the fuck didn't you do this before? This is what I was trying to set up before we got into topic one, and then you just gonna throw me under the bus, and then I get into topic one, and then you. But then we in one Man, if I sound like that, it's amazing I'm at where I'm at. But anyway, let's get into the Christmas spirit, and let's let's just That's indul- That's indulge. You did you did well. I'm insulted. Let's, give me sixty seconds to get you into this Christmas spirit. Oh, wow! What's this? This is the North Pole. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Where's the snow? Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Make work your favorite. That's your favorite, okay? Okay. Work is your new favorite. Fine. It's time for the announcement. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. He'll be here to take pictures with all the children. Yeah! Just keep your receipts. 10 a.m. tomorrow. 10 a.m. tomorrow. Santa's coming to town. Yes. Can you sign this for me? Oh, hi. Santa's coming. I mean, what a great gift, though, for Christmas would be a brand new pair of kicks, right? I mean, you open up the box, you unwrap it, you open up, it's a box. Maybe they, if I was going to give someone a pair of shoes, I would kind of cover what it was on the box so they didn't know until they opened it, right? That'd be even better. Platt, you, you recently received something that's worth talking about very much so. So the only reason I know what they are is because I floated the idea out to my beautiful better half that I wanted these and I, I you know I, they're Michael Jordan sneakers by the way and y'all know how Jordans are man you're, you gotta auction them you gotta get there before everybody else gets there so she thought she had got them and procured them and then two days later they came back and said no you didn't get them so she told me being upset thinking she didn't get them but then she tried again and she got them from uh, maybe finish line or foot action one of them motherfuckers either way it's actually the Jordan 1s, the Michael Jordan 1s in a beautiful black, white, and gold pattern. And they're absolutely gorgeous. She won't let me wear them yet because I won't let her wear her Christmas presents either. So we got to wait another week. But beautiful pair of sneakers. This is my. This is only my second pair of Jordans. I've also got a pair of the 11s. So I'm excited about this. Is the 11s the one with the, with the, like the kind of fake leather around the toe? No. I, I know which ones you're talking about. I don't remember which ones those are. The 11s are similar to the ones. It's a very similar color scheme. They look like they're actually a little more comfortable. Like they kind of got a little more padding in them. The well, 11s are the Space Jams, the one that Jordan wore in Space oh, Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, thank you, thank gotcha. you, thank you. Well, the story is that Jordan did wear 
the originals later in from from um, what was it his last game in the garden right he as a mm-hmm. bull he wore mm-hmm. those shoes uh, the originals and his feet were bleeding afterwards so that's how long technology has come and how old he got but Ray you showed a shoe before um, tell us because that was that was a that was a pretty looking sneaker as well thank you sir uh, that was my Christmas gift to myself um, treat yourself so sometimes you gotta treat yourself. Treat your motherfucking self. Damn right. Um, they were the Jordan 4s. Uh, they were, they're called the Court Purples. They are black with purple, gray, and orange accoutrements. And the colorway of my favorite basketball team, the Phoenix Suns. And uh, I keep a pair of black shoes with some purple in them because that's, that's what I rock with. And, uh, yeah, I had to go find them. They weren't in North America, so I had to, like, scour the earth. And by the grace of God or Allah or... Cthulhu or whoever you believe in science, I was able to get them. I, I have in somewhere in a Tupperware bin, and they were my dad's. He had uh, the Magic Johnson and the Larry Bird Converse, so the purple and nice. the purple and gold, and or the purple and yellow, and then the green and with the black and the white. And I wore the Magic Johnson ones to practice when I was a senior in high school, and I felt like I was on skates. And I was walking mm-hmm. on like pieces of wood because there's no give underneath your feet and there's no grip underneath that. Um, Carl, jump in here. <laughs> yeah, sure. Come on, man. Uh, I'm not exactly. <laughs> Come on. A, I'm not. A, I'm not exactly a sneakerhead. In uh, my advanced age, I was just want to be comfortable. So I am pretty much. I have like 87 pairs of Crocs, and I'm always. My feet are always happy. It's like walking on clouds, and I don't give a shit if anybody on this show buries me or not. I'm happy wearing them around my house, and sometimes to work. Okay, so literally, how many pairs do you have? Three. Okay, I have, <laughs> I have eight, seven to three. Describe <laughs> what are what are what are the colors? What are the patterns? Describe yeah. them to us. I'm interested. Uh, so one one of them is they actually just kind of they actually don't you wouldn't even know it unless I told you they were. They just kind of look like kind of like a pair of like regular dress shoes. Uh, and I wear those to work sometimes. I don't really have a dress code at work, so I kind of wear whatever I want. But just keep my feet comfy. At home, I've got a – I can't I think what they're called. They're like black and red. And if you know anything about regular Crocs, they have the gigantic holes in them. And these have like the very small – they're like very tiny holes. I don't know. They're kind of weird. I wear them around the house when I'm just chilling. But I have like a – I bought a pair that were like $10, and they were just some ugly – they were the ugliest – brownest pair of Crocs you'll ever see in your life and I wear them all the time around my house all the time so those, yeah those are the uh, the Ben Shapiro sixes right <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have a title those are the, the wet ass keyword eights we, we, what those are. oh man wow we got dueling titles here I don't know man that's interesting <laughs> that's fantastic <clears throat> All right. So, Tony, would would you would you care to moderate and set us up for this topic? Because we're gonna talk about your team too. I said all right. That meant I was about to do it. I apologize. I I'm on a mini vacation here. It's been a stressful time for me, Chris. I appreciate it if you cut me a little slack. I know you won't. I, I should. It's this is like you're like never mind. I'm you're like a shark. Just the the nervousness and the to, blood makes it worse. We'll we'll be right back to, after this. Go ahead. You want me to moderate? Now you keep talking, motherfucker. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Oh, now you got me on the wrong thing. 
All right, week 14, and it seems like there's a little bit of a reshuffle atop each conference, most definitely in the NFC. Maybe the AFC was a little bit more predictable, but we may have just had, at the very least, one of the top five games of the year, maybe potentially the game of the year, and the two gentlemen, two of the gentlemen that sit with me uh, here today are extremely, extremely invested in said teams I, I suppose uh, the tee box goes to the winners. Well, thank you. Um, I not, not how it would have went, but whatever. It's your I journey. Com- I completely thought coming into this that if we won the game, I would have come in here and gloated like the most l- horrible little bitch in the world. However, much like after a really good MMA or boxing match, uh, MMA or boxing fight, there is only you and that other person can understand what y'all went through, and there is so much more respect garnered. I have nothing but respect for the Cleveland Browns today. That was a fucking game. And they, the only reason we won was because we had the ball last. I think, um, and we, we were in a text thread last, as we always are last night, and I think uh, the first half had a little bit of that home court advantage, which is fine. Home field. It happens. And if it would have been Baltimore, it probably would have been the same. Um, our equipment uh, our equipment team couldn't seem to get the damn shoes, okay? Because Lombard slipped like five times and Trace Money fucked up his knee and is on injured reserve until uh, until the playoffs. Can I can I just um, sidestep for a second? Yeah. I'm, I'm really sorry. Yeah. I, I just want to go around the horn real quick on this one sentence on what you were feeling because you brought up shoes and I, I know we're going to get back to you making your point about the Baltimore Ravens needing that win and mm-hmm. winning that game against the Cleveland Browns but how about the kid who cost Florida national title hopes that threw the shoe after they stopped LSU <laughs> on third and ten you all seen the highlights right that literally cost yes, them the hilarious. game I, around the horn one sentence how did you feel I, I was like I, I can't I can't imagine how his teammates felt. Platt? This is why you don't bet college games, because college kids are crazy. Carl? And unpredictable. Don't let it define the kid's entire existence. That's just why. Ray? <laughs> all I could see, all I heard in my mind was that Patrick Ewing Jeff. You want to know why you don't give you the ball? That's why we don't give you the ball. Did, we, did I tell you to shoot that shot? Is that a shot you normally shoot? That's all I saw in my head was when he did that. I'm sorry. We're a sports show. We're officially a part of the media. We're, we're covering this stuff and giving our opinions. We, we had to touch on it. Carl, I completely agree with you. Now back to Ray's very important Baltimore Ravens talk. Um, yeah, well, you know, it, it was a great game. Um, the And I know this is probably going to be a good portion of what we talk about concerning this game is uh, Lamar leaving. Um, and I'm sure every the jokes were flying. I'm sure most of you think that he had the shit, which he probably did while he was there. Who would have thought uh, that? Who would have thought that Lamar Jackson would be the one to take the Browns, you know, to the Super Bowl? I'm saying. But with all, respect, <laughs> with all due respect to your boy, all due respect to your boy Cam Chris, I think we got a new Superman. Yeah, I don't even think it's negotiable at this point. With all due respects to the former Willie Beeman, I mean, 
what what else could I say? I mean, speaking of Steven what, Willie what Beeman, a steam It was like a Cleveland steamer. Oh Jesus Christ! If you don't know what that is, Google. No, as a matter of fact, if you don't know what that is, don't Google it. Trust you us. Don't, you this. don't need to know that. Just no. live your life not knowing. No, no. The only people that know that are the people that apparently need to know that or are into that. Which I'm not judging. We all have our kinks, but uh, back to the game, game of the year. <laughs> so I, I want to be upset and. One of the reasons that I, I really wanted Cleveland to win this bad is because I didn't want to hear Ray's mouth, but it sounds like he did gain a modicum of respect for the Browns and how they fought. And as did I. They fought back. I mean, so, okay, so for starters, when they got down by two touchdowns in the second half, the old Browns, they would have folded like a cheap card table. And that game, they would have, the, the wheels would have came off and they would have gotten blown out. But they fought back. They kept their heads in the game. Hell, they made adjustments. I mean, in that first half, man, it you know the going up against that uh, that man-to-man press coverage, it was hard for the receivers to get open. They found a way to get Landry out in space so he could catch the ball and do some stuff. They put Kareem Hunt out there as a receiver so he'd be one-on-one with one of the linebackers to create a, a somewhat of a mismatch. They looked like a real team. And it, it is, I know it's funny saying that, man, but it's the Browns. Like, how many times in the last 20 years have the Browns looked like an actual competent team that can do some things and it might be something? So, yeah, I wanted to get the win, but they showed me a lot in this loss as well. And, frankly, they didn't lose anything coming out of this. They were the fifth seed in the AFC going into this. They're the fifth seed in the AFC coming out of this. So their playoff life still looks we, – we're going to be all right especially considering what we got on the back end. So we're we going to be all right. But this was a, a fantastic game. And shout out to Superman, Lamar Jackson. One day we'll figure out how to beat those mother farmers. Because I got to give you your props, Ray. I, I You know, I, I know they were kind of struggling a little bit at receiver, but I didn't realize just how bad it was. Because I'm looking it's, at the it's, names. It's, it's, it's got off. It's got off. But I'm looking at the names, though. I'm like, okay, Willie Sneed, he's been in the league for a minute. He keep a job. He's all right. He didn't do shit last night. And what's the young guy? Uh, that caught the, uh, the go ahead touch. That, yeah, so, caught the go ahead so his, touch. Okay. His name is Marquise Brown, Don't but we know him as Hollywood, Hollywood and we took yes. that damn nickname away from him until he got that fourth down and five. Well, he, he was dropped, Hollywood. See, how many balls he but dropped? He like four balls, us, three, four balls last night. He dropped. He dropped three, but all three were like for first downs or major yardage. It was it yeah. was god awful, and he's been terrible all year. After he opened his mouth, saying we ain't we we got real soldiers in here. Well, you not one, because you ain't been fighting. But but you to know be you fair, was Compton Brown for like fifteen weeks, but now you want to be Hollywood again. That's what's no, up. He's, no, he's LBC Brown right now. We ain't gonna give him I'll Hollywood quite yet. He's LBC I'll Brown. I'll take it. Cucamonga. Orange County Brown. All right, this is okay. perfect time. Let's get an outsider's opinion here because, it, literally, an outsider's opinion, uh, pun intended. In additional outsider's opinion, because we'll get another one here. But Carl. Jump in here. We've heard the Baltimore and Cleveland perspective from the fan side. What are you thinking? How did you enjoy the game? Where, what playoff expectations do you have for both these teams, and how far can they go? What's the ceiling for Cleveland and Baltimore? So I'll be honest with you. As a guy who has had his team get their ass kicked by both of these teams this year, and tell everybody I you're, was, a, you're a, tell everybody you're a. I, I, I am unfortunately a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan for oh like my entire existence. Okay, I was born into it. Leave me alone. It is what it is. Um, however, 
I actually went into the game thinking the Browns were the better football team. Uh, I, I, and I know, like, it sounds crazy, I know, but one thing that's majorly different, the biggest difference with the Browns is the coach. Stefanski, he is the coach of the year unless it's Flores. Him or Flores, to me, those are your two coaches of the year. Um, it's just amazing how he's got them believing. And, you know, I'm not a huge Baker Mayfield guy. I saw a lot of Baker Mayfield because I live close to Oklahoma. I saw him in college. I know what he was capable of. He kind of reminded me a little bit of the Johnny Menzel type, you know, like just kind of all more swag than anything else. So I'll, going in, I thought the Browns were the better team. That said, I still thought the Ravens were going to win. It sounds ridiculous, but it's the Ravens. And the Ravens are kind of a clutch team. They always kind of have been. In my eyes, when they need a win, they get it. Their backs are against the wall. They needed this win pretty bad. The AFC's tight. Um, Cleveland was in good shape, 9-3. I believe the Baltimore was, what, 7-5 and five coming into this game, if I'm not mistaken. They needed Correct. it pretty bad. So, you know – looking at it I look at both of these teams I really think that the problem I think Cleveland is they got a chance to win a game in the playoffs I think that's about as far as it'll go mostly because I don't I think they're a piece or two away on defense the offense looks great um you know they've got weapons all over the place right now of course Odell Beckham's hurt there's argument that maybe they're better without him I don't agree with that but you know um as far as Baltimore I don't know. They're to me, they're a little bipolar. I can't get a, a good read on them. Uh, Lamar is a great runner, of course, but throwing, when he's throwing the ball and in the playoffs, he's going to have to toss that ball around a little bit. And he's shown he can do it in the past. It's been kind of a struggle year for him on that end of it. Um, so I think they both could win a game in the playoffs, of course. But I don't, I don't see Super Bowl. The AFC North, the entire AFC North, to me is a little suspect. I said it last night on Twitter. Pittsburgh is special. I think Pittsburgh is one of the most overrated teams in the NFL. Um, I don't know. They're all good teams, of course, but like I said, I, I, I kind of think if I had to pick a team to go further, I actually would take Cleveland. They got a, they got a lot of heart, man. I really enjoyed that game last night. If people are wondering whether I, and, or not that Baltimore or Cleveland are going to make the playoffs, they both have very, very polite schedules, and that's a very, very polite way of me saying it, especially Baltimore. Baltimore has, I believe, the Jets, the Jags, and the Bengals. And the next two games uh, for Cleveland are against poor record-wise teams. I know they finished with the Steelers. I can't remember exactly who. So you're going to see them in the playoffs. So it's the, it's the Giants this week and then the Jets next week, and then they wrap up with, with uh, Pittsburgh at home. Right. Which but, I, you know, because I'm, I'm – because, you know, Ray and I, we have friendly banter back and forth. But if you'll recall on these airwaves, I, I even when the whole sports media was talking gloom and doom about the Ravens, I've been saying this whole time, they're going to be just fine. They're going to make it into the playoffs. And now I'm going to tell you what's going to happen because they're probably going to run the slate from this point out. And the whole media pundits, they're all going to be like, well, I don't know. You're going to have to watch out for the Ravens in the playoffs. They're the hottest team and they might be the most dangerous. That, that That's how it's going to work from this point mm-hmm. out. Uh, Cleveland, yeah, I could see them still in the game, especially if they play. I, I don't want to play Tennessee again, but that's what it's looking like it's going to be. I really want Buffalo. I think that's a very winnable game for you know a lot of reasons I've said on this show. I could see them winning a the game, but I mean, yeah, that that that's about it. I mean, you know, the, the one of the front, best front fours in football. The linebackers leave a little something to be desired, and the secondary who got torched last night. I mean, I don't know if they're good or not because I shit. 
out of the last, what, two seasons, I don't know how many times that the four secondary players have played in the exact same game simultaneously. All of them Mellon Farmers are always hurt, so I don't know how good they could possibly be. So I, I don't know. Yeah, the defense leaves something to be desired, but and I'm not the biggest ba- Baker guy either, but, you know, it, it's, it's going to be playoff football January. It's going to be cold. The elements are going to be a factor. They run the ball well. You always got a shot. And theoretically, they can get pressure on the quarterback with the front four. So you can drop seven back into coverage, and that's going to make it harder as the windows get tighter in the playoffs. So theoretically, they could they could steal a game. I could see that. And the Ravens, same thing. Speaking speaking of injuries, and I'm, I'm really glad that the world got to see this game, especially the four people on this call, because, yeah, the, the Ravens, you say they're a little bipolar, Carl, which is true. But the reason we've been bipolar this year is because, and I, I know every team has it, but we have been inordinately struck by injury and illness this year, unlike any other team in the league. You know, and I, you, I know you guys know for sure by illness, 35 people with fucking COVID. That's unheard of. Um, you add that to the fact that we don't, we have two guys that can catch a ball regularly. Willie Sneed and Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews gets hurt. Willie Sneed gets sick. The only other guy, Nick Boyle, gets hurt. Like, we have... So, everything's coming back together, which things normally do for teams at the end of the season, which is why we're dangerous again. And I, I, I am concerned with Lamar throwing the ball against one team. That's, that's Kansas City. We can beat the Steelers because the Steelers are beatable. But then we got to play Kansas City, and we will get our ass beat because we can't beat Kansas City. So I think both of both Cleveland and Baltimore have a shot, but Cleveland has a better shot because they have a better game than we do. So I actually think uh, if you want to go ahead, I, I, yeah, if you, I actually was thinking about this. You kind of touched on it, Chris. You were wanting to play Buffalo, and it's funny because I actually think Buffalo is the one team that could sneak in, great, and possibly get to the Super Bowl. I know it sounds crazy. It may sound crazy to you. But Josh Allen is turning Yo. into one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, man. Like See, I, don't, I don't get that. Y'all love I, y'all. You know Josh what? Allen. I love I'm that just, conversation. I'm not it. I love that conversation. And Carl, I'm on your side. Let's transition into this right now. Let's talk about the top of what's going on in each conference, and let's start with the AFC. And let's talk about the fact. Well, Carl, oh, kick oh, us. Oh, get, get, what? Can, what? Let me you just say one about, more thing about yeah, Lamar. Yeah, about, oh, oh, Cleveland. No, no, no. Let me say, no, no, no. Let me just say one more thing about Lamar, <laughs> man. As the resident COVID expert on this podcast, see it as how I had this shit and we're good now. Oh, Everybody's yeah. Good. I, forgot, I forgot about that. I'm glad you're feeling better, by the way. I, I appreciate that, brother. But no, just talking about that, man. I can only imagine having to come back after dealing with that illness because it kicked my ass for a few days there. But having to come back from that illness a week later and not only play the highest caliber of athletics there is on the planet, but also be everything for my team. So, of course, that Mellon Farmer started cramping up. Yeah, that makes perfect sense that he started cramping up. And the way that he was able to thug that out and and, and, and pull it out, because I, I saw when it was fourth and five and, and Trace got hurt, and then you see Lamar trotting back on the field on the Paul Pierce side of the game. I'm not saying that's what it was, but my first thought, Amber and I, we both looked at each other and said, oh, shit. Because we already <laughs> knew what's finna happen. I feel like that was the collective thought of America. Yeah, either all was. shit is over for Cleveland or all shit Baltimore about to do something. But everybody and, knew. 
And I mean, there's a reason he's the reigning, defending, conquering, undisputed MVP of the league, and he proved yeah. it. Yes, did he have the best throwing night? No, but he made plays, and his team got the win, and he did what he, he had was to a fa- do get the win. He was a fantastic quarterback. Now, yes. quarterbacking doesn't always mean having to throw 40 times a game, but he played fantastic quarterback last night. But I know you want to get to another guy that's been playing fantastic well, quarterback. I mean, year. you know. Sometimes people can only win at home, and and he definitely he he won on the road last night. If you know what I mean, possibly in more than one way. So, Carl, let's talk about them Buffalo Bills and the ascension that they're having in the yeah you guys got it in the AFC that they beat the Steelers and the dissension from the Steelers, and now it just looks more like an ever that Kansas City may be the unbeatable team, Carl. But Josh Allen, yeah, MVP season, wrong season for a lot of guys in that category. Yeah, so here's the thing with Josh Allen. Like, first of all, they beat they didn't just beat Pittsburgh. They beat Pittsburgh. To me, that was I mean, it I, the way I'm watching the game, Pittsburgh looked as normal and as pedestrian as they've looked pretty much all year. I know you you were just you kind of were poo-pooing Allen a little bit there, Chris, and just one stat I want to throw out that I heard I heard the other day about Allen. And this is, this is true of a lot of quarterbacks that when you have a clean pocket, of course, you're going to pick apart defenses if you can. But Josh Allen, actually, highest, most accurate quarterback in the NFL in a clean pocket this year. His accuracy was one of the problems with him over you know when he was in college and now as he's developed in the NFL, and he's starting to get better. It helps that he's got some great route-running receivers out there, Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley. These guys run crisp, beautiful, clean routes. Um, they don't have much of a running game, and that is kind of the one thing I worry about with Buffalo. But I will say right now, if I had to take a, pick a team that I think could sneak by and somehow make it to the Super Bowl not named Kansas City, it's Buffalo. I, I think that they are, if they get a, a home game or two possibly, they're going to be hard to handle up there in the weather with a quarterback who is playing, as having his best season as a, as a pro. Um, so and also by the way, Diggs man, he's got to be happier right now. Surely he leads the league in receptions. He's got to be happier in Buffalo than he was in Minnesota. I'm y'all, definitely y'all happier. Help he's out, on my fantasy what, football What am I team. missing about Josh Allen? Because I put him, Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Matt Stafford. I put them all in that same range. They're mid quarterbacks, and oh, not goodness, to say you no. can't win a Super Bowl with look a mid quarterback. Look at Allen. No, look at the. Look at you know, the Alan hold on. Let me just finish. Look at the let stats. Real quick, no, because you're wrong. You don't, with, finish. With don't finish. Don't no, finish the wrong statement. I'm not. Don't finish the wrong statement because you're wrong. I'm he's not heads saying, and tails above Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield. <laughs> heads and tails above both of those he, he's gentlemen. A, he's a he's a fantastic athlete. I'm look not at the taking stats that away from this from year. Him. I just don't believe him. You, you, you look at everybody's stats. Everybody's stats are off the roof, man. The game has changed. But no, no, we're not. We're not. We're not talking about everybody. We're talking about Jared Goff. We're talking about Jared Goff. We're talking about Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen. That's what we're talking about. So we don't need no, to look no, at everybody's. I, I also, we don't need to look no, at everybody's no, no, stats. No, 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 we just no, look at those no, three. No, no, no just no, need those no. three. That's it. You want to play? You're gonna That's play that game with me. That's not what I said, sir. You're gonna play that game with me. Cousins in there. You could throw Jimmy G in there too. I'm talking about mid-level. Yes. You're not gonna play that game with me. 
I'm talking about mid-level as quarterbacks, man. And I can't. I'm not saying you can't win a Super Bowl with a mid-level quarterback. It's clearly been done. I'm just saying they're all the same guy. They're all in that same tier, is what I'm saying. So please explain to me what I'm missing about sure, Jared. I will. Yeah. From Subway. Well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Just for Carl, this segment works like this. I ask everybody what your opinion is, man, and you just say yes or no, and then that's the end of the goddamn segment. Uh, Josh Allen, middle-of-the-road quarterback, yes or no? My answer is no. Platt, your answer is yes. Carl, your answer is Josh Allen, a middle-of-the-road quarterback. No, not right now. Ray? No. And that's been another addition as Platt walks away. Don't don't leave. you got to come back here and talk about this. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Well... If if I could jump in, I know I know, I both of you and I are plat whispers. I know what he's trying to say, and I think and th- this is the same argument we have with Luka Doncic in basketball. Chris is just very uncomfortable and slow to crown somebody to a certain level of excellence. Oh, I wish I had. Even that. though they've shown oh, it. I wish I had Denny Green right now. Damn it! You said crown him. <laughs> but but but. Well, yeah, but that if you look at historically, that's what it's that's what he's done. So guys who have been and shown it for a prolonged period of time, or done things in like Lamar has done in such a unique, unflappable way, it's undeniable. But a guy like Josh Allen is a guy that if you're not paying attention, you're not realizing that he's throwing, he's throwing for he's completing almost seventy percent of his passes. It's Drew level type, Drew Brees level type stuff. Where two years ago, he was he couldn't even complete 50. So the it's, the sin is quick. But if you watch this year, I know we're talking about Pat Mahomes. I know we're talking um, about uh, Aaron Rodgers. Josh Allen is in the conversation for MVP of the year. So and I think that's where Chris gets kind of mixed or lost because he has this idea of what Josh Allen was, and he's not paying attention to what he's doing. Everybody has stats. Sure, not the stats Josh Allen got. He, it's, just not, it's just not true. Um, and I think the only... So anybody in the AFC who's going go to the, go to the Super Bowl has to go through Kansas City. That's a fact. They're the reigning, reigning and defending champs. The only team I think can do it, much to Carl's point, I think is Buffalo because they got the two things that Kansas City is Kansas City kryptonite. They can score just as quickly and at will as will as Kansas City can in multiple ways, and they have enough defense to make him have to have long drives. So, like, it's a shoot. It's a, it's a crapshoot. You're not going to stop Kansas City. You have to contain them and outscore them. It's any game you beat Kansas City is going to be just like what Baltimore and Cleveland did last night. It's going to be last. You're gonna to need to have the last possession, so I think we're really skipping on Buffalo because it's Buffalo. If they were a different name or a different team with the exact same 53, we'd be giving them all of the credit in the world. So, and Carl, I want to get like, you in here. I, ahead, I apologize, yeah. but but I I, I want to no, get no, you in here, man. But I I was called out, so now I have to rebut. So number one, 28 passing touchdowns, is- six rushing touchdowns. Third seed, ten and three great. in the NFC East. Baker Mayfield, n- not not there. Jared Goff, no. Go ahead. 
Shut up. Number one, Luka Doncic is much better than Josh Allen. Luka Doncic is better at his sport than Josh Allen is at his sport. He, that's he this, is, but you still wouldn't Luka. give Luka any credit. You're right. No, no, you wouldn't, wouldn't give Luka credit last year. I gave Luka all the credit. I told you why I didn't give Luka the credit. It was political reasons. It had nothing to do with that man's game. I told you that man could play. And he's much better at his job than Josh Allen is. What was the name of that title? What was the title of that show? What was no, that t- this is why. What was the title of that show, Ray? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did Jared Goff make a Super Bowl? Did Kirk Cousins go to the Superdome last year and beat Drew Brees? This is what I'm saying. Yes, he's playing better. But look at everything. It's the same. It's the Baker Mayfield argument. I never said Baker was the dude, but you surround a Mellon Farmer with enough talent and a decent defense. Of course they're going to play better. But when it comes down to nut crunching time, he's going to have to show and prove. And I'm just not seeing it with him yet. He could prove me wrong. Maybe he will. But, again, it's not like we haven't seen mid-level quarter or mid-quarterbacks compete, get to, and even win a Super Bowl. I'm, but, no, this guy's not top ten. Are you kidding me? No. Josh but he, Allen is not. Josh Allen is in top ten. Name nine Name nine quarterbacks in the NFL that are better than Josh he's Allen. Got a, he's got a great he's got a Name great nine quarterbacks that are better than Josh Allen. Coats, go ahead go and he's got a great defense we'll stay here we got we got plenty of time name nine quarterbacks in the NFL better than Josh Allen go ahead all right uh, Deshaun Watson that's one my man in Baltimore that's two Patrick Mahomes that's three Aaron Rodgers that's four Ben Raplesberger I'll give it to you Nah, I won't give you that one, I, I, Carl. I don't. I don't not, agree with it. He's Ray? not playing the best right now, but yeah, who then would you that's trust no. in a clutch situation. I, would you trust? Would you trust Rapeless Burger or Josh Allen in a clutch situation? At this, this year, moment Josh in time, Allen, as we speak, Josh moment. Allen. God damn. Fine, we'll leave that God one over damn. here. We'll leave that as a maybe. You still got. Even if we give it to you, you have four, you have five more to name to make him out of the top ten. I'll put Tampa Bay over Josh Allen. Fine, I'll give it to you. I'll give I'll it to you. Put Drew Brees over Josh Allen. Y'all know how no, I feel about them. Drew Brees I'll can't even. Drew Brees can't even take a full breath right now. That doesn't count. He's still a better quarterback. No, even no. Give it to him. No, give it to him. Give it to him. Okay, give it to him because he can't name no more. You still need three more. You need three more. Russell Wilson. Okay, you still Russell need, Wilson. You need two more. Even though two are Kyle suspect. Murray. Who? Kyle Murray. I, I ain't still no. Kyle Nope. Yes. Nope, not at Kyle all. Murray. They're barely over 500. Yeah, They're 10 and 3 in a harder situation. He's in a harder situation. What are you talking about? Okay, the name same thing. It, then name one more. Because three are suspect right now. Go ahead, name one more. I put Stafford over him. Oh, my God. You're on drugs. This is the end of this topic. Stafford, okay. Let's move on. Let's talk oh, about something said, else. Zach Prescott's getting no love. Whatever, guys. Yeah, but right at this moment in time is what we're talking about. Top 10 in the NFL. Platt said no, that. No, no, no. Dak Prescott that, is nowhere near top 10 in the NFL right now at this moment Dak in time tomorrow. definitely a better I, player than, than, I, than Josh I would, Allen. No, he I would only pay, has one leg. I would pay I'll Josh. take a two-legged Josh Allen yeah. over a one-legged Dak no, Prescott. I'm see, trying to be fair. You, I'm being fair. You just you just barely start to move the needle in your direction, and then you go ahead and say some crazy ass shit that just brings you way back to where you started before. We give you three questionable ones. I mean, uh, come on. Hell, I'll put Joe Burrow, and he ain't got no legs either. I'll put oh, Joe Burrow God. over Josh Allen. Before Lieutenant Dan makes the list over Josh Allen, maybe we should move on to the NFC <laughs> side of things, okay? Uh, 
Vote I mean, for Pedro. Seriously, I Uncle wish I had whatever his name is. I wish I had that fucking sound right now. Lieutenant Dion. Uh, yes, my Green Bay Packers. They won the division. Great, love it. They've done that a million times. I sound like a jackass Packer fan right now. I sound like an asshole cheesehead, but think about it this way: to always make the playoffs, if you don't know what that's like, and to win less championships that you should. We've all sat here on this show and talked about the Hall of Fame status of Green Bay quarterbacking for 25 plus years. But I don't feel as comfortable at them staying up there, but I think it's the biggest advantage to one singular team in the NFL if Green Bay gets home field to get to the Super Bowl because fans are out of it, but the cold is still there. And there's not another advantage like that. So what are you guys' thoughts on what's going on with the Saints, the Packers, and everybody else as we move on down in the NFC? Couldn't agree more with what you just said. If they give home court, or home field, rather, everybody else in it. Well, the NFC is sus as shit. The NFL is sus as shit. Like, it's Kansas City, and it's everybody else. I think we can all agree to that. Granted, any given Sunday... That's why you play the games and any other cliche that you want to throw out there. But I, I think that we know who the class is. We've all said it. on. We all said it on this show. But the NSC, I mean, other than Russell Wilson, everybody else is either unproven quarterback-wise, either unproven or old as shit. And that coldness is going to – yeah, that coldness is okay, going to – Okay, so you're the only person if, if that's Dr. actually Holmes. in the sports media that isn't saying that Aaron Rodgers is actually the MVP this year over Patrick Mahomes – and yet you don't even mention him with Russell Wilson, who's thrown like 12 picks and like 10 in the last four games or something like that. I mean, seriously? Where are you going with your arguments today? You've been drinking because you don't understand what I was saying. We just brought – whoa, just pause yourself. We just brought up that if Green Bay wins home field advantage, I agree with And you just you said, said there are no other competent quarterbacks in the NFL besides Russell Wilson. No, that's not what or I Or the mean. NFC. I, that's no. what you just said. You I just no, said that. I didn't say no, 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 no. That's not what I said. I said that all the other quarterbacks, with the exception of Russell Wilson, are either unproven in the big time or they're old as shit, and they would have a problem going up to cold ass Lambo, Milwaukee, Green Bay, Wisconsin, all right, all right, to all win right. a playoff game. That's all what right. I said. Is that not what I said? Somebody back me up here. That's not what I said. I think that's not what I said. Somebody I think, back me up here. I think Ray and Ray and Carl. Ray and Carl. Thank just, you. They're entertained right now. I messed up there. I'll take that's that one. Literally what I said. I Thank Platt, you. Platt. I will admit when I'm wrong. No. No, I just did. That's wrong. This is my last word. No. Somebody else jump Talk in here. Talk about yourselves. Ray and Talk Carl. Yourself. Jump in here. I'm sorry, did you say I could jump in here? <laughs> Whatever you'd like. I'm sorry. All right. Sometimes Listen. sometimes I only catch part of what Platt okay. says. You know I mean? Come on. We all zone out once in a while. Go ahead, Carl. Uh, all right. That's all good. Okay. You're gonna, you got this here. Here's my shitty take for the night, okay? I mean, I've got lots of them, but this will be the shittiest one I give tonight, okay? There's one team in the NFC that I think could have a – puncher's chance at green bay because in my opinion it's kansas city number one it's everybody else then it's green bay i mean it's kansas city and green bay that's it to me if i had to pick the super bowl right now that's your super bowl okay however there is a team that i think can beat green bay and it's not because they have competent quarterback play because they do not but it's because they have the recipe 
You know, there are recipes when it comes to winning games against teams like Green Bay in, in, in Lambeau. This team has incredible defense. They have what I think is, a, is an underrated running attack. And they have very competent receivers. They just don't have the quarterback. It's the Los Angeles Rams. They are, they are, when you watch Los Angeles, they are one or the other. They are dominant up front on the line on both sides. They're, it's one or the other with them. They're either going to go out there and dominate or they're going to go out there and lay an egg. And they have a coach, Sean McVay, who has now been to the Super Bowl. He understand what it, understands what it takes to get there. Jared Goff, as much as we talk shit about him, he has been to a Super Bowl. He knows a little bit about what it takes to get there. They've got guys. And I think that when you look at the NFC, I don't think the Saints, as good as they are, I don't think they're – they've never been a historically great road team. Much better when they're in the Dome, of course. On the road, they're a little suspect. And Drew Brees with the rib issue, who knows if he's going to be healed by the time that game comes around. Taysom Hill in a game like that, it's just not going to happen. I don't see that happening. There's not a lot of teams in the NFC. I don't think Seattle has no defense. Like, I just don't see how they're going to compete. As much as I love Russell Wilson, one of my favorite players, I really think it's Green Bay, and that's the only other team I could see even getting close. That's it. I agree with so you on the Rams. This. I agree with you on the Rams. Their losses are to Buffalo, at Buffalo, uh, to the 49ers twice who have their number, and that's divisional, and at Miami. I agree with you 100%, Ray. To answer the question about home field advantage, um, the Saints – probably had the best home field advantage in the business with a crowd. With no crowd, I agree with you, that Green Bay and probably... What about Seattle? They have Seattle's all crowd-based, too. They got earthquakes. It's all crowd-based. I mean, between too. New Orleans and Seattle, that, that could be with the crowd, you know? That's sure, but they, have, but they need crowds. Um, right. The only other team, in terms of the cold, I think that can match Green Bay is Buffalo. But you're right. It's I think, in terms of a home field advantage, Green Bay, Lambeau, and the Tundra as the best home field advantage in the NFC, which is why it would behoove them to get the number one seed. I still think the Saints top to bottom are better. And I don't care which quarterback it is of the three. Um so they, real quick, keep 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 talking. Keep talking. I'm but just I'm I'm the Packers schedule. Okay. So they play the Panthers this week. Yeah, then they got the and Titans then, and the Bears. And then then they got then they got the Titans and the Bears. I mean those are all three winnable games. I mean while you're talking I'm gonna pull up the Saints schedule. Okay. Um, they, they're not a traditional outdoor team, no, but they can run the ball. You know, um, they don't try to run the ball as much, but Kamara and Latavius Murray are very good running backs, and they have a good offensive line for that. Um, I, you're right, the Rams can travel, but ultimately, as we spoke about with Lamar earlier, you're going to have to throw the ball in the playoffs. Saints going to have to throw the ball. Saints' schedule is a little tougher, hey, Platt? It certainly is, sir. So they play the Chiefs this Sunday. It's in New Orleans, but it's still the Chiefs. And then they play the Vikings, who have been a very frisky team the past, what, 10 weeks? They got off to a bad start, but they've been very frisky lately. And then they close at the Panthers. I could see them easily dropping one, maybe even two of those games. So it's looking like Green Bay in the yeah. NFC right the now. In home court, at least. Home field, rather. Let's let's wrap up the NFL talk and move on and save some time because I know we want to talk a lot about our last topic in particular um, and, and give some good attention to our next topic. But 
around the horn real quick and let's give Carl the majority of time to have the last word here on the NFL. But overall, I'll just say this and I'll make it brief. I think the landscape is still going to change over the next three weeks. This is one of the closely, most closely contested seasons uh, in, in the NFL in the, in the past decade or so as far as seeding-wise goes, especially when you add that additional playoff spot. Chris, Ray? I was belching. I apologize. No, I, I agree. I still don't know what's going to happen in the NFC. You got to gotta give the, the Packers the – you, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he's been playing well, and he's got a lot of nice, young, shiny toys to play with now. That defense is still a little sus, but everybody in the NFC is sus. Everybody in the NFC, shit, everybody in the NFL, with the exception of Kansas City, is fatally flawed. So when you take out home field advantage, i.e. the crowd noise, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, it changes everything. Um and no diss to the Packers, but they're beatable to me. They're not so unbeatable that I fear them, um, even though they might be the best team. Um, I think any one of five teams can go into Green Bay and win uh, a knockdown dragout. So it's a lot more up to up for grabs in the NFC, but the only team that can touch Kansas City in the AFC, I think, is Buffalo. I don't think anybody else has a shot. I don't think anybody else gets within a, within a touchdown if they play them. So I spent the majority building up Buffalo like they were the team that could sneak by Kansas City, and I still believe it, but they are going to have to be perfect because Kansas City is far and away, in my opinion, the best team in the NFL. They have the margin for error against the Kansas City Chiefs is so slim, and even as slim as it is, even if, even if you play the perfect game, you might still lose because Patrick Mahomes exists in, on this planet. And so, and just in my opinion, last word when it comes to the NFL this season, I I would put every dollar I have on the Kansas City Chiefs repeating as Super Bowl champions, even though they lost a game to the terrible ass Raiders. They're not terrible. They're seven. They'll be seven. They'll be eight and at the end of the year. They're not terrible. Real, real quick, because I, I agree with everything Carl just said. Can we go around the horn just right quick? Are the Kansas City Chiefs the equivalent to? a couple of years ago, the Golden State Warriors in the NBA. Yes. Yes. Steph Curry and Patrick Mahomes have so many parallels. Yes. Yes. I would say so. Yeah. Sure. I don't... Yeah, I guess they're deep threat-wise, especially since... Yeah, I mean, if you want to look at it that way, Golden State didn't have much of an inside game, and Kansas City's running game is super suspect this year, so they're more beatable, in my opinion, this year than they have been last year. I'm just going with what Carl said because the margin of error is so slim because I watched that game against Miami this past Sunday and the Chiefs played horribly. I think they turned the ball over, what, three or four times? Miami was three up. interceptions, yeah. Yeah, and I think there was a fumble somewhere along the way as well. I, I don't remember, but either way, man, you're not supposed to be able to win a game after turning the ball over three times. And Miami was up 10 nothing, and then you blinked and it's 28-10. to And, you know, yeah. Miami made a little bit of a scurry, but the game was essentially over at that point. And it's very similar to how the Warriors in basketball, like it could be a three point game. And if you don't go down and get good shots every single time, a three point game can turn into a 12 point game in the blink of an eyelash. And, and Mahomes can score out of nowhere, just like Steph can. 
Mm-hmm. And when it gets hot, there's you, there's there's no there is no force. It, uh, there's no force of nature in basketball like Steph Curry getting hot, just like it is Patrick Mahomes. So it's a good it's a good analogy. Well, I can definitely say that I would be much 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 interested in a State Farm Bowl. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, breaking news in the sporting world as we slide into our second topic here. The baseball team in Cleveland has decided that they are going to be dropping their team name, their nickname, if you will, but they're going to hang on to it for one more year because, you know, the inside info tells you that there are people squatting on Cleveland baseball team and Cleveland Spiders. And I believe Spiders is where they want to go. We've had this conversation before. Guardians has also been uh, a possibility, Platt, with, with the with the architecture uh, connection there in Cleveland. I heard something actually pretty funny that I want to tell you, Platt, because I don't think you uh, heard it. And it was around on Around the Horn yesterday, I believe. Maybe today. I don't know. No, it was yesterday. Or the day before. Anyway. Tim Collishaw said they should be called the Cleveland Goodfellers in honor of Bob Feller, who was the last Cleveland pitcher to win a World Series game. <laughs> you mean a World Series title, not a World Series game. Yeah, but he won, He was the winning pitcher when they clinched the World Series. Okay, okay. That's funny. Shout out to Bob Feller, by the way. I think he uh, transitioned a few years ago, so RIP to him. Um, Ray... PC, <laughs> you know, 2020, the year of performative wokeness, and I'm not, I'm not gonna go too far down that rabbit hole, but okay, cool, good for them. Yeah, it probably should have been going a long time ago. To be fair, I think that this name is a lot less insensitive than some of the other names out there. Where you, where you lose me is with. Chief Wahoo. I mean, that's basically the equivalent of the the big red lips and the big smiley face black, you know, caricature. That's, it, it, I mean, it, it's it's one and the same. And I know they've been trying to phase Chief Wahoo out for a few years now, but 
this was an argument, and I don't know if you you if either of you gentlemen were even privy to this, but a few years ago, and by say a few, I mean within the last five years, Larry Dolan, the owner of the Indians, which ironically, not Larry, Larry's the Knicks owner, right? No, James the Knicks owner, but he's the brother of the Knicks owner. Yeah, yeah. They put a poll out, and they polled the fans, and they asked them, the fans, did they think that the name was offensive? And, of course, the fans said no, and that's why they decided to keep it, which, right, I mean, but whatever. Like, you could say, you're, you're a conspiracy theorist in, at heart, and you, like, put full faith in that poll that the Cleveland Indians conducted? Yeah, because I know the fan base, and they don't give a shit about none of that. The Cleveland Indians are the ones that are giving you the, the results, though. I mean, like, people have been talking about this in the media for over 20 years. This is, like, and then not, the real the real thing to talk about is they're going to give it a whole farewell tour for a year. That doesn't make any sense. But, but, but to Platt's point, I believe the fans, want they, they're fine with the name, but they're not the ones that it affects. So, of course, they'd be fine with the name. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. And even this, man, they're only doing this because, again, it's 2020, and 2020 is the year of performative wokeness. And I say that with all with quotation marks. Like, so, is it cool to get rid of the name? Yeah, that's fair. Okay, are you guys fine, let's get are you guys more name. okay with Indians than you are with with Redskins? Then I mean, like, I mean, no, yes, I'm no. I'm way more okay with Indians than Redskins because I know what a Redskin is, and that's much more offensive. But I'm not mad at them for changing the name. Yeah, let's get rid of the name. That's cool. Yeah, it, I, I can understand why people are offended by it. I get it. Let's get rid of it. But yeah, Redskins is much more offensive. If you know anything about the history of this country, Redskins is much more offensive. But like I said, I brought up Chief Wahoo. Like, you, there's no defending that. You can't defend Chief Wahoo. That's that's the equivalent of Aunt Jemima or, or whatever. But well, they're not doing this because it's the right... Didn't the they're not doing this. Didn't he, I'm sorry, you brought up the, the logo, and didn't the MLB like reveal like alternate jerseys or new jerseys or something for the upcoming season? And they basically hid the logo of the Cleveland jersey when they were showing it off. They they well, they I, got rid of they got rid of Chief Wahoo last yeah, year, they, right? Yeah, they've been phasing him out for the last couple of years. Like they, yeah. you know, because there's no excuse for that. And you want to change the name? Cool. I'm not mad at changing the name. I just how can I say this without pissing people off? I, again, I, all I'm I'm just gonna say it like this, and if you know, you know. 2020 is the year of performative wokeness, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't get rid of the name. I just question the methods or the motives behind getting rid of the name. That doesn't a- matter. Why does it matter? Ultimately, at the end of the day, means to an end. If if we're gonna quibble about why people do things, then we'll never get shit done because nobody's ever gonna do something for the good of the cause. It's never gonna happen. Especially not in business when there's millions or billions of dollars involved. It is what it is. Stephanie McMahon said herself, which is a quote she gets lambasted for all the time, but it's the most factual quote I've ever heard a person say in business, is that the future of market, the future of of, uh, philanthropy is marketing. Or I may have it the other way around. But basically saying that the the only way to, the the way we're going to, the way we're going to continue to grow our business is by doing stuff, doing good things for people. Not because it's the right thing to do, but because it's good business and that's factual. And ultimately, at the end of the day, if the right thing is done, I don't really, unless somebody's hurt by it, I don't think it really matters. Um, in terms of the actual name, the uh, difference between the Indians and the Redskins to me is Redskin is very clearly a slur. Mm-hmm. No full stop yeah. in paragraph, 
next no. conversation. They they, they now, might as well be the Washington niggas. It's literally the same thing. It's yes, same exactly. Thing. Yeah. Now the Cleveland Indians is saying it would be the Washington black people. Indian yeah. is yeah. not a is not yeah. it, it Indians is not a is it you you can't become an Indian. You it is not an occupation. You know what I mean? So like the Patriots, that was an occupation. They were people who fought for a, for the country, right? They're not a race of people. So you're the, the the team Cleveland is literally saying our group, our mascot is a group of people, and that's asinine to me. And I I understand why it's gone so far because Indians is is such a regulated or such a regular term in our lexicon that it's not offensive to a lot of people. But they're not Indians. They're Native Americans. Nothing about them is traced to the country of India. So that's why, to me, it's always been something that's been off base. Now, the conversation really gets interesting when you start talking about things like chiefs or start talking about the college teams like the Seminole tribe and things of that nature. That's when it gets real iffy because Redskin is a slur. Indians is a group of people, and no, I don't think any team should be Unless you are representing that group, I don't think any team should have the mascot of a group of people. Florida State Seminoles, I think, is one of the it's perfect. The, it's the outlier. People on the other side. It's the outlier. It's the outlier. The, the, the tribe is okay. Because they at least and that because they, they at least got a check out of it. You know what I mean? No. I mean, it is what it is. They got a check no, out. Of it. The, I'm talking I, about the the Seminole tribe. But go ahead, please continue. I apologize, man. Please continue. That school. And that community is specifically in tune with the Seminole tribe. That Seminole tribe created this the city of Tallahassee. That Seminole think, tribe. Had, well, that that that's not a, a valid argument though, because what do you think, Kyle? Where do you think the name Cuyahoga County came from, which is where Cleveland is at? It's the same thing. I understand that, but that's not. They're not Indians. Indians aren't people who were in America. But this is my problem that I have. I don't have a problem with changing the name. If you want to change the name, that's good. Because I understand why people are offended by the name. That's good. I don't have a problem with that. My issue is, again, it's performative wokeness. And so instead of having the conversations that we need to have to try to better this country, because this is where America is at right now. It's America is that meme with the dog, and he's drinking his drink, and, and everything is burning down in the house right now, and he's sitting there drinking his drink saying, it's all fine, it's all fine. That's what America is right now. So instead of trying to have the real hard to be fair, difficult and hard conversations that we need to have in this country, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to perform performative wokeness, and we're going to get rid of shit that in the big scheme of things is not going to mean shit to marginalized people. Okay, yeah, that makes them feel better, but that's not going to change the inequalities which exist in this country, because we can't have those conversations, and frankly, that's why this country is going to burn because we're not brave enough to have those conversations. So that's why I roll my eyes at shit like this. I'm not saying it's not a good thing. I'm not saying that the name doesn't need to go. What I'm saying is you can't hustle a hustler. You can't con a con man and game recognize game. And I know what the fuck they doing. I, oh man. I wouldn't want to follow that. I wouldn't want to follow that either, Carl. Uh, Plant, I, I think you're missing the point being from <laughs> Cleveland. Carl, go ahead. Why don't you jump into this no, topic? No, I'm you... not. No, goddamn it, no. I'm not missing the point at all. 
And it has nothing to do with being from Cleveland. What I'm saying is this is bullshit because at the end of the day, it doesn't mean shit. It's empty tokens. It's empty promises. Yes, it makes people feel better, but you're not going to do anything about what's really fucked up in this country. We're not going to do that. We're just going to change some names because it'll make people feel better. No. But if you were writing, okay. Bullshit. But if you were, but if you were writing a plan to change the country, at some point, way down the list, you would include changing the names of some of these professional teams. Way down the list. Fine, but we yes. can't check all the top boxes immediately, Chris. So why don't we just take the victories where we can and agree that it should be changed? Because it's a hollow victory. Because at the end of the day, it's not going to mean shit. Shit is still going to run the same way it's running, and it doesn't mean shit. It just makes you feel good. Can That's, I ask you a question? I just have one question to ask. I have one question to ask. Are you in any form or fashion, to your, to, to your knowledge, Native American? Yes. And, and I'm not talking about going 17 different... No, I'm, no, no. My great-grandfather, my grandmother's father, was full-blooded Cherokee. And okay. on the other side... My great grandmother, my grandmother's mother, was full-blooded Blackfoot. Okay, well that's that's awesome. I didn't know that. That's fantastic. So knowing that and having that in your genes, you don't think that this means something and brings honor and gives joy and life to a certain marginalized group of people at all. And I and before you go any further, please don't go to your other things. You're gonna. I get it. You think all cool. Just sticking with the point at hand. I understand that there are a thousand other issues that aren't touched and probably won't be. I get that. But speaking specifically I, on this. How can I speak to the point at hand when all those thousand other issues were exactly my point? That's literally because, my point. Because, because we're a sports show talking about sports. Okay. We're a sports show talking about sports. If you want to go on the political show and talk about why... There's why 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 redlining was a thing. Why my education in my neighborhood is worse than the education in Carl's neighborhood. We're talking about then we can do that, but that's not the conversation. We're talking about sports. So I didn't say it was a good thing. I didn't say that, and I, I didn't no, say you, okay, let's. No, okay, you I did, but what but what you do is what you. I don't want to say what you do because that's very disrespectful. I I sincerely apologize. What you have seemed to have done in this particular instance is you have said, yeah, it's cool, but. And all the rest of that stuff completely ingratiates your yeah that makes that's good and and I don't want you to do that because I know what you're saying but you are completely flooding and destroying your point by changing the point and going to something completely different that we quite frankly can't talk about because it doesn't relate to this conversation. Carl, jump and I'm in. Completely we're, fine we're, jump in. That. Carl, Carl, but jump we're in. Carl, talking about that. Play, let let Carl go here. Okay. Uh, so oddly enough, I, I, I fell out on the call, so that's my fault. Um, but I, um, I wanted to kind of like talk about, it's kind of interesting because being like being a, a white guy, it's hard for me to like talk about these things sometimes because I feel like I'm saying the wrong things a lot. And that's partly because I don't, I'm never going to understand the, like fully, I can never fully understand. I haven't had the same experiences to speak to these things the way that you guys can, uh, notably Rance and Chris, right? So that's the first thing. 
And I agree with Chris on this on a little bit on this because while it is a good thing, like he said, it feels I don't know where this decision came down from. I don't know if the guys who are making these decisions are just a bunch of white guys who want to feel better about doing something. Um, because the one thing that I've noticed about my race, white people, we love to feel bad for minorities. Like that's one thing that we really love to do because it makes us like feel like we're being part of something. And so while I completely understand changing the name, think it's a great idea, think they should change it. Uh, I have no problem with it. And I'm not as angry about it as Chris might be, which is fair enough. If Chris is angry about it, then Chris is more than welcome to be angry about it. I understand. Um, I just think it took, as for me, it took a long time in my life as someone who kind of grew up poor and I grew up in a very poor neighborhood. It took a, it took a long time in my life for me to understand the privilege that comes with being a white person in America especially a white male in America. And I'm starting to, I'm starting to see it more and more often. Now you see a lot of people, we feel the need to jump into things that don't necessarily, that, that, that don't necessarily belong to us to jump into, if that makes sense. And so while I, and I know this is getting a little less sports and more kind of political and, and cultural and things like that. But I think it's important to remember that, while it is a good thing, everything that Chris is saying is coming from a very important place. I think, I think a very, it's a place that while he's saying it in a lot harsher tones, I think it's important to kind of remember that there's a reason for this, you know, because this is the dialogue that we've created amongst ourselves in this country now. And the way we've let ourselves become so separated from reality and from each other and being under non understanding people, I think that's kind of why this conversation can boil up to the point that it is. So I see both sides and maybe that's a cop out answer, but I actually, I, I, I do think it's a good thing, but I really do see where you're coming from on this, Chris. Just wanted to kind of point that out. And, and I thank you, Carl, by the way, and I understand where way is coming from as well. This is a sports based podcast. It's maybe not the, the best platform to have these conversations, but that's, kind of goes back to the point that I was trying to make earlier that I made that I think kind of got lost up in my passion or lost in my passion rather these are conversations and I'm not mad about them changing the name either I, I understand it I just question the motives but my point was and I'm, I'm, I'm making a bigger point here than sports and I'm not I'm not trying to condemn white people I'm not trying to condemn any people. That's not what I'm doing here. Well, well okay, I'm going to condemn Tunney because he's an asshole. But no, all, no. But seriously, all jokes aside, all that I'm trying to say, man, I'm, I feel like I'm the fiddler on the fucking roof, and that doesn't even fit what I'm trying to say. But I, I just feel like I'm, I'm yelling at these clouds. All I'm trying to say is instead of having the conversations that we need to have, they're making the, the you know, the, the, the powers that be are making these hollow gestures that, okay, they make us feel better in the in the short term, but in the long run, they're not gonna have any they're not gonna have any impact on society. And until we can get to a point where we can have honest dialogue, everybody, black, white, Hispanic, uh, Asian, it doesn't matter. Until we can get to the point where we can have it, it to have honest conversation and dialogue, nothing's gonna happen. And again, 
we're that dog and that meme sitting in a burning house talking about everything's fine, everything's fine. And uh, ultimately, this is what's going to tear this country apart. We have to get to a point where we can have honest conversation and honest dialogue about each other because this shit ain't going away. It's like cancer. You can't just ignore cancer. Eventually, if you keep ignoring it, you're going to die. And that's what's happening in this country right now. You see it. We're divided. It's a lot of people on that bullshit, too, and they get they need to be called out. But that's neither here nor there. But all I'm saying is we have to be able to have honest dialogue about what's going on here. And this circumvents that honest dialogue because it's just a hollow, meaningless gesture. Aren't we I, having I, that dialogue think... right now, though? Aren't we having that dialogue right now? I mean, honest to God's truth. There's two black gentlemen and two white gentlemen on a podcast right now talking about this exact thing. Carl, what, what, you, I know you wanted to jump in here. That's that's exactly what I was going to say, though. Like, So while I agree with Chris that we need to be having the conversations, and maybe we should be having them first, maybe that's what we should be doing. But is it fair to at least say, Chris, that maybe this move, maybe sometimes, in this case especially, maybe sometimes it's better to make the move and have the conversation after because we're at a point where it's very hard to, you know, everybody seems so uptight and wound up about it that maybe we make the move and it creates this, what we're having right now, the four of us in this dialogue. I think and that's fair, the- man, but the problem is we never get to the conversation part. That's the problem. We, we never are right get, now. Not, not, we never get to the conversation part. Yeah, we can get to the conversation because I, I, I know I piss Ray off all the time. I piss Tunny off all the time. Carl, if you keep coming off, I'll probably piss you off too. But I love... <laughs> But I love all three of y'all, and we're all friends. I consider y'all all family. I consider y'all all my brothers, man, so we can have these conversations. We can blow up at each other, and then right. you know we'll go to our collective quarters, and it'll be all good. But that's the problem. These aren't the conversations that people are having, and these are the conversations that people are having. We're able to have those conversations, but these aren't the conversations that happen. And this is what they do. Now, you know, I say they. I'm talking about the powers that be. They switch the narrative so that we can't get to these conversations, which is why I got a platform, goddammit, and I got to bring that shit up because these aren't the conversations that you're going to hear in the mainstream media because they're going to flip the narrative and it's going to become about something else. I think it's really important to note because we've lost all of this is that I think it's a good thing that a billion dollar industry is getting rid of a name seen by billions of people on a sports franchise that calls a group of people by the wrong name. Can can every I want everybody and they to still get their no black owners. Okay, I want everybody the NBA still has no you know, I want one black owner. I want no 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 stop 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 that's my point this whole time. That's what has to do with all of this. That's what it okay I'm just gonna pause my shit then. Fuck it. I'm done. Thank you guys for tuning in to Three Man Wave. No, you can stop. find me Chris, on Twitter stop. at the Real C. Chris, stop. And I'm going to pause. Stop. Chris, just listen for one second. Everybody's heard what you had to say, and we all understand that you're passionate about it. The thing that you don't realize is you've been saying the same thing for the last 10 minutes in a different way, and that's not a bad thing. We get it, right? We're on your side. We're all on the same team here. But I think what we're really talking about is the fact that what Ray said, this is something good and we all need to get behind it. I understand the fact that you don't necessarily agree in this situation that the ends justify the means and you want to see the means to be proper along the way to a very, very correct and justified end. 
Okay? Does that all make sense to you, what I'm saying right now? We all respect and understand what you're saying. I get that. But we're just saying, in general, you even agree that this is, regardless of who, whatever, whoever's intentions are, right? This is overall going to be a good thing. And hopefully that more of those good things change intentions and the way these things come to fruition is a lot different. And that's the change in society that we all want to see. No, you said that well. And I never disagree with that. I'm just not going to go cuckoo for Cocoa Pups over a hollow is victory or hollow, hollow victory. That's all. That's all I'm in, saying. In a, in, a, in a vacuum, it's a good thing. I think we can all agree there. That's fine. Um, I think well, part of the reason, you know, some of this tension, it's always been like this in a lot of ways. But you look at the last four years in the country, right? I mean, the people who have been hiding, there's been a lot of people hiding the last four years in this country. And they've felt like now they've been empowered to come out and be garbage. And that's what we're living with. We're living with it right now as we speak. We've got people who won't accept things that are going on in the country right now, election results, things like that, right? Like this is where we are. And so it makes perfect sense that you would see this as a hollow victory because all that happens is you see, okay, the Indians have cha- are going to change their name. Who gives a shit what they change it to? Indians are going to change their name, right? And open up the all you got to do is open up the comments, and it's going to be fifty percent people who are like, "This is great," and then it's going to be the gross fifty percent who are going to be in there just saying the most vile, disgusting garbage that you can possibly think of. It's just like this is sports related, so it's just like Sarah Fuller from Vanderbilt. She kicks a couple extra points, and every guy that couldn't kick a football if his life fucking depended on it is in the comments talking about how, oh, this is all social justice, blah, blah, blah. This is where we're at. And if it takes, and I agree with Chris that sometimes it's, it's, it's um, you know, these conversations happen amongst friends, but a lot of times that's the only way these conversations just happen. I mean, you know, I've got a lot, I live in Arkansas, okay? I've got a shit ton of conservative friends. A ton. Just about everybody I know is conservative, Okay. Republican. I've got. I know tr- plenty of Trump voters. I know plenty of Biden people too, right? But like, these things are hard to talk about with people that are almost impossible to talk to, because they're so caught up and they're in their they're so up their own asses about whatever it is. You can't get through to them. So if it takes the four of us, even if we're like minded, having this conversation and putting it onto the airwaves, or maybe just one person who disagrees with us is hearing what we have to say then fuck, take the victory. You know, I know it's not the victory you want, but I think that's a victory that we can at least get behind to some degree. And that's kind of where I'm at with all of it. I know maybe it sounds a little hoo-rah-rah, whatever, but that's where I'm at, so. No, that was well said, man. And my only thing is you can't put lipstick on a pig and then say it's not <laughs> a pig anymore. Sure. But no, what? No, but you're, everything you said, man, you're absolutely right. I'm not trying to, I'm not shitting on anybody here. I think we all are, you know, like-minded for the most part. I'm not shitting on anybody. I'm just saying you can't put lipstick on a pig and then try to tell me it's not a pig anymore. You're passionate about it, man. I think that's all right. Yeah. And and, and the thing is, man, I speak for – nobody knows this because nobody listens to what I say, but I speak for people that wish they did have a platform and could say the things that I want to say or the people that do have a platform and can't say the things I want to say because their platform is too big. So I'm, I feel obligated. I got. I 
got to say what it is, man. And you don't always have to agree with me. And sometimes I get frustrated with my chair shot brethren because they act as like as if I don't even have a point. Like what I'm saying isn't even valid. That that pisses me off sometimes, but I still love them. That's us just trying to, uh, you know, uh, uh, tread water with you while we argue. Ray, why don't you jump in and give us your opinion to, no, you're waving me off. I think he's watching like Lamar Jackson film from when he was in the locker room. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back, and we're going to get into something. Only one man can can change the uh, attitude of this podcast right now as far as being a little bit more uh, hopeful uh, goes. Especially, Shout especially Lord Alfred. Yeah, well, no, no, it's not Lord Alfred. We're going to get a message from you, and then that man will will change the tune of, of oh what yeah that, that what that's we're gonna help a no, message for me that's just clearly wait. gonna help all right i'm gonna interrupt you with you again read the room tell why me. should you, you visit you thechairshot.com thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews news opinion and analysis with attitude why because you're smarter than the average fan thechairshot.com always use your head I appreciate everything that we just talked about, and it's very important. And it was, uh, I think, important is the is the exact word. But let's uh, let's but talk you, about on, something a little bit. No, I just I, I, cut the pitching. What? I said you thought uh, playing my commercial, hearing my voice again was going to cut the tension. If anything, I should probably pause my mic right now. No, I was, fuck, that. I was getting to that. I was getting. I was getting to that. I just wanted to plug the chair shot quick. While you're listening to us argue once again, open your internet browser, head on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Plenty of great options. Go soft style for an extra five bucks. It's very comfortable. It's a perfect stocking stuffer for this holiday season. Now the man that's going to uplift us into a more whimsical conversation as opposed to something so serious. That's what I was trying to deliver before. gentlemen let's delve into something we all love so dearly we were we were earlier talking about the very apparel the the one of the most important things that that these gentlemen put on themselves when they play these games um and let's get right into it the biggest news of the nba is definitely Giannis antetokounmpo deciding to side his deciding to side i apologize his five year nearly $230 million contract. The quote on Twitter is, this is my home, this is my city. I'm blessed to be able to be a part of the Milwaukee Bucks for the next five years. Let's make these years count. The show goes on. Let's get it. I didn't think he was going to sign. I live in Milwaukee my entire life. I did not think he was going to sign. I think I've said too much. Please, Carl. <laughs> Please. Uh, no, okay. 
Sure, yeah, that's fine. Um, I don't know. I kind of, I'm not really all that shocked by it. Um, I understand there's tons of markets, you know, you can look at going to. I mean, you've got Los Angeles, you've got Boston, you've got, I don't know, you've got Dallas, Houston. You've got all kinds of options out there with teams that have, you know, pieces in place. And you add him and all of a sudden, boom, you're winning three, four, five titles in a row, right? I mean, that's the dream, the, the super team and all that and all that. But I don't know, like, he's so, he's such a, like, when you listen to him and when you, you know, just kind of, like, see how he is. He's got, he's very calm. And he just kind of has that, um, I don't know, maybe down to earth is the right phrase I'm looking for. But Milwaukee feels like a good fit. It just feels like a good fit for him because he's just, like, he's not one of these, like, overbearing superstars. You know, he's not James Harden at the strip club every night. He's not, I don't know, man. This sounds ridiculous. Everything I'm saying is ridiculous. He's not, like, he doesn't have that killer Kevin Durant, like, mad about everything. Or he's not LeBron James just constantly, you know, throwing the, he's chalk in the air and all this stuff. He's just great, a great player, an MVP who's got a, a bright future and you know i think it's just because we don't see these types of guys be in places like milwaukee and stay that we're not used to like we're not accustomed to this anymore because of the current landscape of the nba and how everyone tries to team up that we just didn't some people didn't see it coming but i think it I, it makes perfect sense to me I, i'm not that i'm not that shocked by it he's very humble and i i think it's a good thing obviously a great thing for milwaukee probably breathing a sigh of relief right now if you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan it's uh it's important to note and we have to remember everybody's different and we look at this thing because so many superstars have followed certain patterns but we have to remember that this is a kid who was born in Nigeria and raised in Greece in war from in war-torn like he lived through war a war-torn country right so he's been in Milwaukee since he was 18 years old he's not American he didn't grow up with all this, this, these, these fever dreams of decadence and riches and whatnot. He dreamed of not having to worry about getting killed and having a little money in his pocket and playing basketball. So it's important to remember that when we think about the things and the decisions he makes. And so, number one, $224 million or 28 whatever it was, isn't, it's the biggest contract ever offered in basketball history, number one. But number two, all the kid wants to do is play basketball. He is the closest thing to Tim Duncan we've had since Tim. Um, you know, all these other people have rooting interests outside of basketball. You know what Giannis has? Basketball. All he gives a fuck about. So it's, it, it made perfect sense to me. Can we talk about the basketball side real quick? I want to play your, you guys. Your mic is muted, Sonny, as you're trying to say things. So I'm just going to go ahead and talk while you figure that out. So, number one, it's great for the city of Milwaukee and the organization. So, congratulations to you. And I, I, I know you guys have to be thrilled about that. Number two, it's also great for Giannis. I mean, he, he came from, you know, I don't want to say an impoverished background, but, you know, two hundred over $200 million is $200 million. Get your money. Point blank, period. Get your money. That's generational wealth. That's life. That's familial changing money so go ahead and get it and maybe he is one of these guys that 
he enjoys the stability of Milwaukee. And I mean, being a, a kid from the Midwest, man, I can understand that, man. The Midwest is very comforting. It, it can be very comforting. I'm not a big fan of the weather, but I understand how you can get familial and, and you know, you can become comfortable in those surroundings. I get all of that. Is it the best thing for the NBA? I don't know. I, 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 you know, that's just a fair question. I don't know if this is the best thing for NBA. I mean, it's arguably the best player in the league in a smallish market town. What's bad and about it's not that? So... What's bad about the small market? What, what's bad about a superstar in a small market town? The big markets are going to make it either way. The big markets are only going to benefit uh, from having a, a, a star like this long term in a small market. It just makes someone else more viable. We look at baseball and what their problem was is having too many small market teams and people not being interested in the fact that it's the same six teams every time. Well, now the Bucks are back again. Uh, it gives hope to every other small market team that maybe they can make the right decision on somebody with the 15th pick and be relevant for five or six years. To, to Chris's point, I think what he means, what he, I'm, I, I'm feeling what he means is that that's all cool, but if John's went to New York, that's a hundred million more dollars more of money into the league instantly. Whereas if he's in Milwaukee, the worst business the NBA did in recent memory was when San Antonio was winning championships every other year because San Antonio just wasn't getting great ratings or wasn't doing this. Jones went to Miami or Jones went to New York or Jones went to Oakland or San Francisco. It kills. And it's great for probably the strength of the league in terms of all 30 teams having a two time MVP and a smaller market. But for that dollar, I'm with you, Chris. I think it does hurt the league in a way. At the same time, though, you talked before about short-term and long-term. Long-term, it's good for small market teams to be there because otherwise you're going to end up with 12 teams, six teams to a conference, and that's the end of it. And a lot of people in the country that don't live in big cities aren't going to give a shit. So all the money coming from Green Bay and Wisconsin and Kansas City, etc. And think about betting-wise. A lot of money in Las Vegas comes from Wisconsin and people around the country don't understand that. Small markets contribute a lot of money to the economy due to sporting, due to professional sports. I got more to say, but Carl, get in here, man, please. That's that's an interesting point um, because I kind of think of like, so you guys all live in, like, correct me if I'm wrong, I think all of you guys live in sports cities, right? Where you have a professional sports team. Atlanta, Milwaukee, and Houston. Yeah. Okay. So I'm the I'm the one here who doesn't. There are there's no professional sports team in my state. The closest thing I have to a popular team is the Arkansas Razorbacks, who have a great rabid fan base. But in terms of sports, the closest team to me is probably four hours down the road to Dallas. Okay. Big market in Dallas. And I personally, you have to win my fandom because I don't have you know, I don't have teams here where I'm from. So, like, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan or I'm a San Diego Padres fan. They won my fandom because I'd lived there for a couple years. And they're a small market team, really, too. You know, they did splash for Manny Machado. But um, point notwithstanding there, like, I, Tony, you got a great, great, great point because small markets, you have to kind of win us over a lot of times. And the one thing about that is we are going to pump money into the machine. I, I can't tell you how much merchandise I have bought as a Dallas Cowboys fan, right? If I was a Tennessee Titans fan, same thing. I would pump money into Nashville, Tennessee, and 
their dumb little thumbtack logo. Like those are the kinds of things that people do overlook. And that while there are tons of big cities, there are lots of people outside of these big cities. And sometimes I think it's important to look outside of that and say, okay. So I, I do think it's a, it's a good point uh, that he's, that he stays there. I, I, I do also agree with you though. Cause like, you know, we know the league thrives on these superstars and these big cities and like they bring in all the ratings and all that kind of thing. So I can see both sides of this argument. Um, but I think just as someone who kind of has never had a sports team, I kind of side with the little guy, you know, cause I can never go to a damn event unless I got to drive two, three, four hours. So to me, it's like good for the little guy. They kept him and like, that's awesome. So that's just kind of like personal preference. So I, I have another point that I want to bring up and I want to go around the horn with this as well and get everybody else's opinions on this. So let's take LeBron off the table because he's reached God status. And I mean, we can all agree on that. He's probably on the back nine at this point. All right. So take LeBron off the off the table. You've got I, I, I think people are underestimating the power and the influence that Nike has in all of this because you've arguably be arguably if we take LeBron off the table he's got status but if you know the two arguably the two best players in the league Giannis and Kawhi Leonard neither one of these guys have Nike deals and if you remember yes Bird and Magic brought the league back yes but it was Jordan that took him to the next level and he was in concert with the league which is David Stern and with Nike, like it was a it was a triumphant between the three of them that brought Nike that that brought the NBA back. So I think the fact that they don't have Nike, neither one of these guys have Nike deals. I think that's kind of a big deal in terms of the lexicon of pop culture, because Nike is still the leader in athletic footwear. I know Adidas had their run and we can get into that, but they had their run, but they're not Nike. So the fact that arguably the two best players in the league, neither one of them have Nike deals. They don't have cool Nike commercials on there. They don't have Little Penny. They don't have the LeBron and the Kobe puppets. You know what I mean? They don't have Mars Blackman, a.k.a. Spike Lee, talking about it must be the shoes. I don't think that that could be overlooked in this conversation. I'll, first, I'll do this because I think I, everybody really enjoys it. Um Yo, Mike, what makes you the best player in the universe? Is it the vicious stunts? No, Mars. Is it the haircut? No, Mars. Is it the shoes? No, Mars. Is it the extra long shorts? No, Mars. Is the shoes it, right? Nah. Is it the short socks? No, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. What about the shoes? No, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. Isn't that the thing though nobody watches tv anymore no one watches commercials it's all streaming it's all highlights no one deals with that anymore and even if they did you talked about the two best players in the league outside of lebron i give you lebron and ad because both of them are signed to nike but james harden is adidas steph curry is under armor like nike isn't the behemoth that used to be at the top so like steph is the outlier i'll give you that Steph is the outlier. Well, J- James got a bag just as big as Steph do. The only difference is Steph's been with Under Armour longer than James has been with Adidas. So Steph doesn't. Dame got the bag. But nobody likes, great... James <laughs> nobody, nobody likes James Harden. Nobody likes James Harden. 
that's fair. That's that's absolutely fair. But just in terms of just talking about the power that Nike holds, you I think you I think you missed your best point. It's not a shoe thing anymore. Nike is Nike controls the business because they make the balls and the jerseys. That's where the power is. In terms of shoes, um, fucking Puma's in the game. DeAndre Aiden has a Puma contract. Clay Thompson has an Anta contract. Who the fuck is Anta? D Wade left Jordan and Nike to go sign, make his own shoe deal out in China with the way of Wade. And now they got other people. So like in terms of shoes, it's not as as strong a hold as it used to be Nike wise in basketball. And I don't think that's important to the bottom line of either Nike, which is a monopoly in its own right, or the NBA. I think the power lies from in the NBA's from Nike's standpoint, and the fact that they got a contract for like seven years with the with the jerseys and with the balls, that's where their money and their power lies. I think uh, you can go down the, the line of all stars, and I I bet you less than fifty percent of them are Nike people. Whereas ten years ago, seventy five to ninety of them would be Nike people. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, we're good, man, because we're actually saying the same thing. We're literally saying the same thing because I'm I'm talking about the arguably two best players in the league and neither one of them are tied in with the Nike franchise and we just you you literally just proved my point talking about how how tied in Nike is to the league and you know how they're partners and how that does does make it a matter difference. does it really matter what players they have Michael Jordan's still alive Michael Jordan's still relevant that that's all that really 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 matters and LeBron James is creating his own new thing going on there's someone else he wanted to wear his for or or something else like that i mean there's just all these other brands going on with nike it, it doesn't even matter so, and I'm, I'm not I know carl I'm, brands. I'm talking about business go ahead ray i, I apologize man please no you could no, i'm sorry i jumped in i know i know carl wants to jump in too no to I, yeah point, go ahead i'm just one real quick point yeah to your question your question tony um no, it 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 mattered at a point because Nike was. Let's flip it to 2020 and something more relevant to the point of free agency. All of the major players, all the major guys, damn near a sign of Rich Paul, and so there is a pattern you're noticing where players are teaming up with people because they're all grouped with the same agency and things of that nature. At one point, Nike was doing that. At one point, Nike was saying, "You know what? You'd make a lot of money here." You know what? I know I can get you $100 million in Milwaukee, but I can get you 250 in New York. You know what? You can you can make $50 million over here in Sacramento, but I can get you 150 down here in Miami. Nike used to do that. Now that Nike doesn't isn't a power broker as, as much as it used to be in terms of player personnel, I don't think it matters as much, but I think the power shifted to agencies um, because the agents are really leading the, the world and the game and where the player disbursement is going. I think the power shifted uh, to the you, player. You, you, I think the players got together you, and decided yeah. where they wanted to play and who they wanted to play for and what brand they wanted to be with. And if they didn't like the brand they were with, they went off and created their own brand. Like Stefan Marbury went to China and played and then and got huge deals over there. And you talk about Wade doing his own thing. On top of that, it all started. Like I, I know Carl Landry's uncle. And I knew that Bosch and Wade and LeBron were going to be together in Miami probably a year and a half before it happened. And I'm glad you brought that up, Tony. You actually, you literally took the words out of my mouth because, Ray, you touched on something very huge. And then Tony backed up on that as well. 
there is a, a shift in the balance of power going on. I, I don't think it's all all the way there, but there's clearly a shift going on where because Nike and the NBA, those are the corporations, and and more and more so, you see these players starting to understand the power that they have. You know, because they're they're the draw, they're the marquee, and you see them exercising this power in more and more ways. Like sometimes it works out well, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes they're doing too much. Sometimes they're doing exactly what they need to do. But you touched on something really big there, and I wish we had more time because that's that could be its whole show. That could be a whole show in and of itself. But I want to get Carl in here. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, so it's kind of interesting though. I think we're we're talking about Nike and the power that they hold and all this stuff. And we're talking about, well, oh, guys like Kawhi and Giannis, they don't have Nike deals, right? Steph on, or Steph Curry went to Under Armour. Look, we opened the show talking about shoes. And the first two pairs of shoes we talked about belonged to Michael Jordan. I didn't hear Chris or, or Ray talking about their new LeBron 13s or whatever the fuck or KDs whatever the hell they're talking about Jordans to this day here we are it's 2020 Michael Jordan's been retired for two decades and like you said Tony as long as they have Jordans and all they do they keep re-releasing the same fucking shoe like as long as with a different color scheme a different style right and I'm no sneakerhead okay so I'm sure plenty of people buy KD shoes and whoever else's shoes I'm sure they do I'm not talking shit about them but the point of the matter is as long as they got Jordan doesn't really matter that much like he could sign a deal he could sign a deal with Crocs tomorrow Giannis for Crocs okay and I mean would it really move the needle that much I don't know uh, so I, I you know I just kind of I don't necessarily think that it's that big of a deal in terms of you know Nike not managing to get guys like this and while I understand where you're coming from at the end of the day all four of us here and granted we're older guys but at the end of the day all four of us here you know we're probably going to buy Jordans before we buy anybody else's shoes you know no matter who they're with so that that, that that's fair and just just in summary man you know in my just in summary perception is reality so you've got one guy who might be the best player in the league who half the fans can't pronounce his name that's a whole ad, ca ad campaign in itself right there teaching everybody how to pronounce his name it's only but, five you know, syllables they don't do that it's five syllables well of course you know you're in Millie walk a that's three and syllables. then the other guy that's doesn't, and then the other guy doesn't talk i'm just saying like you he know just what laughs he's... awkwardly that's all he does yeah yes and probably kills people in off season but i'm not gonna go there <laughs> wait what <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna go there. Oh my god. We're not gonna go there. No, we won't go there. No Somebody break. knows what I'm talking about. No breaking. Nobody's gonna talk about it. We're not I'll gonna just say this. No, we're not gonna have breaking news on Kawhi Leonard. Go ahead. No, no, no. On, on the Marvin Harrison side of the game, and I'll just leave it like that. If you know, you know. Was there a car wash involved? I'm not saying anything else. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Is that what you're trying I to thought say? You were looking for the, I thought you were looking for the G.I. Joe clip. What are you talking about? You're, you are looking for it, and that's why you're stalling for time. Oh, if you know, you know. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! 
We've been doing this shit way too long, man. We know each other way too well. Even though sometimes I don't feel like you know me at all. All right. Percival Charles Fine, I'll or take Percival you, Chauncey Tenner. whatever whatever I'll take you out for dinner next week gentlemen let's hit one last thing before we leave today I've had a fucking blast uh Carl I'm so glad you joined us I I, I hope you've enjoyed yourself uh, we, we've had some very uh tentious moments today if you will but uh all in good fun all in sports and all trying to make everything better around the world it sounds really corny but literally we're all kind of digging at the same thing uh, that something's broken and, and it needs to be fixed and and that's of the utmost importance but speaking of things that are broken and need to be fixed in the sporting world ray you know a little bit about the houston rockets what are your personal thoughts on whether or not the rockets who have two years left on james harden's contract this year and next year what should they do let it be uncomfortable or just move them along and get what you can get the whole situation is a shit show um you have a new general manager a brand new coach quite frankly a brand new owner Tillman Fertitta hasn't been the owner for a full calendar year maybe over a little over that um originally I would have said I would have answered this by saying James Harden can suck it and deal with it three years left on his contract just fucking deal with it but now it's starting to affect the team because now people like P.J. Tucker are saying, well, I'm underpaid. And then that could lead to other people, and it might end up being a mutiny on a coach that's never coached the NBA game before. And if that's the case, then Harden has to go because that sets a precedent. Um, and that would be very terrible for the, for the Rockets in the NBA because at that point, we already know that the, the player has the power, but if a dude who's under contract for three years who's been a who's been a legitimate championship contender for the past five says, oh, I can't win here no more. That's really, you, you'll you never be able to deal with the player after after that again. It just won't happen. Um, they have a really good base right now. If you've watched them in the, in the preseason, they look really good. John Wall looks like John Wall again, quite frankly. Boogie looks as close to Boogie as we, he, He'll never be the same, but he looks as close as he can be with age and attrition and those injuries he's dealt with. Christian Wood is a gym. Like, they look, like, better than they were last year, with all Boogie due respect to good. Russ. Seriously, Boogie, Boogie looks, looks good. good. Boogie looks good, man. He looks he looks, he looks looks younger and healthier than he's been in two years. He looks healthier um, than he was. I mean, well, Boogie's a big dude, but Recently. I mean, like... He's a little slimmer. He's he's, and more than anything else, the issue with Boogie has never been physical. It's always been mental, and he's with his best friend, so he'll be fine. Him and John Wall. I mean, John with Wall, all due respect yeah, to yeah. to AD, because that's his other best friend. But him and John Wall go back. Um, but ultimately, you can't lose the team for one dude. Goody Mob said very famously, "One monkey don't stop no show." If if you got to give it a hard to start over. And starting over with whatever you get from Harden, John Wall, Boogie Cousins, Christian Wood, and and that's not a bad start over. That's still the playoff team in the in the West. Um, but yeah, it all depends on if you can placate the rest of those guys. That's the biggest thing. That's and I don't <laughs> I don't envy Steven Silas or the general manager dog. I don't because that's a hell of a job to walk into. Let me give a brief analysis on the relationship that Boogie Cousins has with 
John Wall as compared to Anthony Davis before Carl jumps in here is the fact that Anthony Davis and Boogie Cousins control and dominate the same areas of the court and John Wall feeds the ball to Boogie Cousins. So whether or not their personal life relationships are plus or minus, Boogie Cousins is definitely happier to be on the court with John Wall than Anthony Davis. Carl? <laughs> uh, well, uh, to that point real quick, I have forever beef with John Calipari because he left to go to Kentucky the year we, the Memphis Tigers, were supposed to get John Wall and Boogie Cousins and some other fellows. <laughs> but I digress. Wow. I digress. Y'all need to print uh, more you, paper in Memphis then, because they printed in I, Kentucky. I know it. I know it. Uh, as far as the Rockets go, look, they're not winning a championship with that team. It's not going to happen. They're not going to win one. I don't care. James Harden's there. Doesn't matter. In my opinion, I understand that you can be competitive, and maybe you might make the uh, Western Conference Finals. Maybe, maybe. I mean, it's a good, obviously, a good chance of it. But in my opinion, you cut bait and get what you can with James because he's proven himself. It looks like to be a cancer. It's it. The whole thing is just like permeated itself around the entire organization. And as great as Harden is as a player, as great of a scorer as he is, especially, I just don't know that it's worth it to have to deal with the drama and knowing the fact that yeah, you keep him there, but you're probably not going to win. I mean, the whole goal is to win a championship. Am I right? And I just don't think that that's going to happen. They couldn't, they haven't done it yet. They haven't even, they haven't even made the finals with James Harden there. It's, it's just not, I just don't see it happening. And I think the best move, I don't envy the organization at all, but I think the best move is to cut bait. Like Rance was kind of like you were getting out there, you know, I just think that's probably the best move. I'm not like, I'm not up speed on that drama as much. But just as an outsider, to me, that's the first thing I say to myself. Like, if he's causing that much trouble, get what you can for him. Cut bait because you're not winning a title with him. All right. Wow. Well, the, for the first time uh, in the evening, I, the floor is open for a transition. Uh, last thoughts on anything oh, that happened? Oh, you yeah, got... I can't say anything about James Harden? Oh, I, well, I, I thought you were going to jump in if you wanted to. I thought you were going to try to transition. You've been transitioning, you know. No, I'm, I'm fairly happy on earth. I'm not looking to transition at all, but go ahead and talk about the NBA. My man. <laughs> My man. Love you too. Insider baseball. So, I, yeah, kayfabe. Kayfabe ain't dead. I, you know, yeah, James Harden's a motherfucker, and he in. Nobody likes James Harden. We can all admit that. <laughs> There's the like title. That's the title. The, the strip guys... clubs like James no, Harden now. Stop. Is that, that, is that not the title? Ray, Carl, James Harden is a motherfucker. Comma, but. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> now take away the butt, homie. Just James Harden is a motherfucker. <laughs> I, I, I think sometimes he gets a bad rap. New title. Like, take just, away the butt, homie. Hear me out. Hear me out. That's funny. But hear me out. Okay, so out west, he ran into the juggernauts that was the Golden State Warriors. And the the two times that he didn't have to deal with the Golden State Warriors, he ran into LeBron in 2011. And last year, he ran into LeBron. You know, the, the, obviously, those teams weren't good enough to get past the juggernaut Warriors or LeBron. 
But at the same point in time, like, he's still a really good player. Now, the problem that Houston is in is that, like like Carl said, if it was going to work, it would have worked by now. It's not going to work. But you're not going to get what you think you're going to get from him. Like, they're trying to get Ben Simmons for him. Like, you know, we've heard, we've all heard about the, the Philly trade that's on the table. They want Ben Simmons. You're not getting Ben Simmons for him. And frankly, if you're Philly, you'd be smoking crack, meth, and methamphetamine simultaneously if you give up Ben Simmons for for uh, James Harden. Like, quite frankly, you don't have the luxury of giving up either Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid at this point because you still don't know what you have with either one of them, so you can't get rid of them. And obviously we heard the, the Brooklyn talk, and clearly whatever package that Brooklyn had going on, it wasn't enticing enough to Houston. But I'm, I'm kind of with Carl on this. You, you At this point, cut bait, try to get some draft picks. You're clearly in a rebuilding year. And I feel bad for that new coach that's got to be there and deal with all that bullshit. And the the new GM. Fuck Daryl Morey. I just had to throw that out there. But, <laughs> yeah, your best, your best bet is to cut bait, prayerfully get some draft picks, and start over again. Because you're not going to get what you think you're going to get. All right, that's gentlemen. Fair. Anybody last thoughts? Uh, Ray, you want to wrap up the NBA here for us as we close out this spectacular uh very debateful, very demonstrative show, and and I love it oh so much. Um, yeah. Ultimately, I'm sitting here watching right now the Warriors and the and the Kings, and I'm just thinking to myself that number one, it's cool that basketball's back. Number one, number two, Steph Curry looks like Steph fucking Curry again. But number three, it would it's it's such a shame that. The selfishness of James Harden is ruining what could be a genuinely compelling Rockets team. If right. he just bought in, I think the Rockets could really, really attack the status quo of the top of the league. I really do. And he's already out because he wants to. He wants to take, and I hate saying this, but he wants to take an easier road, and that's his. That's his right, but. The league is already massively different, and he, it's not going to be as easy as he thinks. Let's do something real quick. No comments whatsoever. Let's take both L.A. teams and Milwaukee out of title contention and name two teams you think that have a possibility outside of the three contending teams that are at the top of the Vegas sports list that could win the NBA championship and I will go first to give you guys a little bit of extra time to think about this impromptu question to close the show. Possible NBA title contenders, most likely outside of the LA teams and now the Giannis Milwaukee Bucks for the next five years. Personally, I'm going with Dallas and Luka. And it's funny, but... I think a change in Philly could lead to something good because there's a lot of talent there. Um, that That's what I got. Whoever's ready to go, let, let's quickly go around the horn here and, and close out this great episode of Three Man Weave. I'll give it I'll to go. you now. Oh, okay, no, no, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, you got it. I'm going to go Brooklyn because they got For two sure. healthy guys. Yeah, you got to go Brooklyn. For and sure. yeah. I'm... I'm, I'm I'm going to get Ray back on my side before we get up out of here. I'm going to go Denver. They just need one more piece. We need, They need one more person to step up. 
and they could be a legitimate contender. Because I, I remember when the uh, post or not the postseason, but the offseason started, there was talk that they were going to get Drew Holiday, and I thought that would have been a good mm-hmm. move for there. So if Porter or one of those other guys can step up, yeah, they could contend right now. You want to go, Carl? Sure. Yeah, if you want to, you you had yours right off the bat. So like, I I think we'd be doing them a disservice if we just excluded them because they were literally just in the NBA Finals. Uh, the Miami Heat have to be included, in my opinion. Uh, and then on top of that, I don't know if we have to pick a different team here, but I I also like Denver. That's I mean they showed me a lot in the, you know in the bubble, and I really think that. Um, you know, Denver's one of those kind of smaller market teams, I guess, that we all kind of like, eh, they're Denver, they'll be a four or five seed, and they'll make some noise maybe, maybe go seven in the first round. But I'm kind of with you on that, Chris. I think they're clo- they're closer than people realize, too. So those would be my two picks. It's it's funny that both of y'all picked the team I've been high on the past two years. <laughs> Dem- Denver is a much worse team this year because they let go of Jeremy Grant and replaced him with Jermichael Green. Jermichael Green's a good player. He's not Jeremy Grant, number one. And Michael Porter Jr. has to make a massive jump. doesn't matter if he can drop 30. He gives up 40. He's got to be able to defend, and I don't see that happening with a three-month offseason. So if I had to – and yes, all, everything – Brooklyn for sure, Miami for sure. If I had to give you two, one from the West, one from the East, in the, in the East, let's give some respect to Boston. They finally got a legitimate center in Tristan Thompson. That is all they needed, and they finally have a legitimate backup point guard. So we know Kimba stays hurt. Jeff Teague is there now. They are massively better than last year. And show some love to Portland. Top to bottom, they stacked. They got Cantor back off the bench. Nurkic is healthy. Zach Collins. Does Zach Collins get traded? Either Collins or Myers Leonard. One of the white boy trio that was at the Is Zach the back Collins of still playing? Are you talking about uh, the power forward from Michigan State? Yes. Is he still in the league? Still in the league and was balling up as of yes. two years ago. Zach- Zach Collins, he could play. Damn. Yeah. And, you know, Melo's rejuvenated. They got Robert Covington for a bag of bones and a Gatorade. And that's that's fantastic. Nurkic is healthy. You know, Dame is taking over the league. And Dame is in in that same boat as Giannis as he has the same amount of don't give a fuck. So, look out for Portland. Is Dame top five? Because he might be. Who's does he have top five? Does he have top five game? Yes, but I still think Braun's number one. I think mm-hmm. you got to put Jonas. You got to put Kawhi. Mm-hmm. As much as I'm not a fan of his, James, the, the body of work James Harden has had, you cannot overlook that. And AD, and I think I think Dame is right there in that second five with Steph and. No a healthy, in a healthy KD, you serve everybody else. You said Kawhi. I said Kawhi. Yeah, no, no said Kawhi, Giannis, no KD. He said he said he said LeBron. Giannis, Kawhi are the three. Okay, but yeah. no KD. And, well, oh, I can't. I don't know who he's gonna be. Okay. I okay. think if he's healthy, he he usurps everybody except for Bron, and maybe even Bron if he's the same guy. But he won't be. Uh, but I just got to see what he looks like first. And that's okay. no disrespect to KD. Luca and Jokic, man. I don't know, man. Yo, Jokic, because Jokic doesn't do it on both ends of the, of the floor. I think Luca's there. Um, if Jokic can take. The problem with Jokic is Jokic is going to give it to you on offense. Excuse me, but people pick on him defensively. How about Steph? Now, back? The, it helps him because there's not many people that can, what but people pick on him. And see, Steph? that's my problem with Jokic. Yes, I Steph, need, for sure. I, 
I need Jokic to be a little more aggressive on the offensive end. When it's nut crunching time, he's that skilled. I need him to go out and be able to get a bucket. And he's so unselfish as a player because he's so highly skilled on the offensive end. He'll pass it up. He'll make the the right play, quote unquote. I I, I wish he'd be a little more aggressive on the offensive end. Like get on the low post, get on the block and say, yo, I'm about to get us a bucket right now because we need a bucket. So I, I wish he would be a little more aggressive on that end of the floor. floor. And, of course, Steph, if he's if he's healthy, he's in the top five. That's without question. Watch what he's done in the past two or three games. He looks just like he did when he won back-to-back MVP. He looks fantastic. That's the team that nobody's talking about that people need to be talking about because I, I keep saying it. I know Clay's hurt. But Wiggins came back. He put on some muscle, and I don't know how good he's gonna be. But he seems to give a shit, and he—that was always his problem. Nobody questioned his talent. He didn't give a shit. I think Wiseman is gonna be able to have an immediate impact, and you got Draymond still there, and Steve Kerr that made all this shit work. So, are they gonna be title contenders? No, but I think they're gonna surprise some people at least early on in the West. Um, look, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, but they're not a championship contender anymore. Not until Clay comes back. Unless Kelly Oubre makes the jump of all jumps or Andrew Wiggins all of a sudden wants to become Scottie Pippen. They're, they're, yeah. not, a, they're, not, a, they're not a championship contender right now. Um, well, he came, that's, he, came that's, back, look, he came back looking like Bane, so there's that. I don't know. You know <laughs> so we'll see. If, if he wants to break LeBron's back like Bane did in, you know, in the comics, then shout out to uh-huh. my man Andrew Bane on the Robert Ory side of the game, and I know that's going to grind your gears. But with that being said, Carl, my brother, thank you for coming on, man. We really do appreciate it. You are welcome anytime. As far as we're concerned, you are part of the three-man weave family here. So before we get out of here, man, no, it's our pleasure, man, but let the good people know where they can find you, man. Plug everything you got going on, sir. I would love to plug more, unfortunately. I am a social media hermit for the most part outside of the Twitterverse. So really the only place you're going to find me is on Twitter at OutsiderCurvin, K-E-R-V-I-N. Lots of shit post city in 2020 for this guy. So that's where you're going to find me. And that's all I really got to plug, man, except for the Outsider's Edge, which I know my boy Ray will plug momentarily. So Nope. Nope, I won't. No, all... all... I, I can't speak on this uh, lovers quarrel that Ray and Carl are having, but I will say this, man, from an uh, objective standpoint, Carl is one of the best Twitter fighter fi- follows that you could possibly follow. This Melon Farmer is funny as shit on Twitter, man. He really I appreciate is. So that. Go follow that Melon Farmer, man. He's great. He's, he, he, he gets it. When it comes to Twitter, that motherfucker gets it. I agree. I appreciate it. I agree. I, I definitely see a lot of things that uh the old the old curveball there uh, posts a lot I, i'm diverse i'm diverse in that world like I, I get involved in quite a bit of stuff more than i probably should but yeah i enjoy it i enjoy it i'm just walking along like mario and then all of a sudden here comes a curve <laughs> You just I'm had that drop his weight, huh? I, well, I'm, yeah, we went I'm, a long time I'm basically just the Tony Delk of Twitter. Yeah, I'm, I'm a high volume scorer, and then I'll, I'll just have like silent nights, and then all of a sudden I'll just go for fifty, and you'll be like, "Wow, man, he should shoot more." That, that's <laughs> I think that's my Twitter topple <laughs> There we go. 
Hey, Commissioner, Mr. Tutty, man, why don't you let the good folks know uh, where you at? And you got a lot going on this week, don't you, sir? First of all, open your browser right now. Head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. A Chair Shot t-shirt, there's plenty to choose from. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. It's a great holiday stocking stuffer. Everything you need to know about me, you can find at PC Tunny on the Twitter Another great shoe, really, really great shoe tonight, gentlemen. Ray. Um, at this Ray Cash, R E Y as a Mysterio, C A S H as in dollars. Uh, as Carl was trying to talk about, but so graciously gave to me. Uh, <laughs> we host the we host the Outsiders Edge. Um, at Outsiders Edge CS. Um, to steal a bit we have from our show, whoever got at Outsiders Edge the actual handle. I'll let your boy. Uh, Platt will buy you a... Platt will give you one of the many uh, uh, Platt Blast shirts that weren't sold uh, <laughs> because that didn't work. And we'll Thanks. give you as many as you want if you give us the handle. And Tony, um, Tony will give you a share of his Green Bay-owned stock or whatever <laughs> the fuck they do with the Packers. Over there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll 1%? Yeah, something like that. DP, you, you want to tell them or should I? DP's the one that owns the stock. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, is that, and, is and that and where you were going, Platt? Is that where you were going, Platt? Uh, exactly, yes. We we actually do have a uh, owner of the Green Bay Packers on staff with the chair shot. So let me let me just it. let me just pull up back the curtain a little bit real quick and then Platt, you can just you can just take us home right away. Uh DP and I are the same person. Not really, but but kind of really. I never have seen y'all in the same place, so I'm saying maybe. Yes, you have. Yeah. They they both have cats and it's just creepy for straight men to have cats, okay? Hey, I'm not hey. saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> you you too, Carl? Well, I got wife and kids, so leave me alone. Okay, that's that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, me and me and Brian Quinn from Impractical Jokers, you know, late thirties, single cats. What are you gonna do? <laughs> well, you gotta keep some pussy lying around, don't you? That being <laughs> said, there it thank is. You, thank you, Carl, for coming on tonight. We really did appreciate it. Thank you. You are welcome back anytime. We appreciate really appreciate it. it. And uh, we're definitely gonna have you back. But Commissioner PC Tunney, for my brother that we really are brothers because he's pissed at me right now and brothers fight. That's what they do. Ray Cash. I am Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Three Man Weave. We'll be back next week, same Platt time, same Platt channel for our Christmas edition. Until then, shalom. Hey, happy Hanukkah. Did we say that? We can. Put on your yarmulke. Here comes Hanukkah. Yeah, that's right. This cut goes out to all y'all that's been missing us for mad years. One love, yo. Yeah, that's right. He's got game. If man is the father, the son is the center of the earth. In the middle of the universe, then why is this verse coming six times rehearsed? Don't freestyle much, but I write him like such. Word. Amongst the fiends controlled by the screens, what does it all mean, all this shit I'm seeing? <laughs> Human beings screaming vocal javelins, sign of a local nigga unraveling. Uh-huh. My wandering got my ass wondering. With crisis and all this crisis, hating Satan never knew what nice is. 
check the papers, well, I bet on ISIS. More than your eye can see and ears can hear. Year by year, all the sense disappears. Nonsense perseveres, prayers laced with fear. Beware, two triple A. It might feel good, it might sound a little something. But damn the game, if it don't mean nothing. What is game? Who got game? Where's the game in life? Behind the game, behind the game. I got game, she got game, we got game, they got game, he got game. It might feel good, it might sound a little something. But fuck the game if it ain't saying nothing. Damn. Was it something I said? Pretend you don't see, so you turn your head. Race scared of his shadow, does it matter? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.